Because this is Talk About Board Games, episode 24. Today we powerbomb a hidden roll game, put the Cobra Clutch on a monk game, and take the title in a playthrough review of WWE Superstar Showdown. Episode 24 of Talk About Board Games. Ooh, yeah. I am the Macho Man, Fred Krueger, and tag-teaming with me is Stone Cold Nicole. So weird. Come on. <laughs> what? We can tell this is going to be my favorite episode yeah, I don't care. Done. Yeah, it's going to be my favorite <laughs> so far. <laughs> now, it's been a really long time since I watched wrestling. <laughs> it has. How long has it been? Woo-hoo. Ten years? It's been a while. I know. I went to one event with you, though. <laughs> I know. We'll talk about that later. Do, oh. you, do you miss me, like, talking, to, like, watching wrestling every week? No! Was it awful? It wasn't fun. I would say it's probably pretty awful. You know, wrestling is just like any other sports event. I don't yeah. like it on TV. <laughs> I'll give it a chance in person, and a lot of things I like in person, yeah. but I don't like it on TV. Well, I mean, I was watching it every week. Every week. At the, I mean, let's be let's be honest. This is at the late 90s. I was watching it every single week. Because we're old. No. What? <laughs> we're not that old. How dare you? I know. Um, so this is episode 24 of Talk About Board Games, and lucky for you, we have had time to play Actually, a few games, despite the fact that it is the Christ- Christmas season. Should we talk about those? We should talk about Well, those. if you smell what Tabcast has been playing. Oh, we like to game with gods. We like to game with dice. So this is what we say. But when the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what God played. All right, Nicole. It's going to be a re- just um, <laughs> quick with, with the silly voices. I can't. I know. I don't think I can. I think it's I got a couple more. At least oh. one more in there somewhere. 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 Okay, I'll, now, I'll wait for we it. We actually didn't play that much. No. Two. <laughs> I played one, and you and I played one. Yeah. This has been ridiculous. It's the holiday season. Doopy doo and shuba doo Chestnuts roasting, wa la la, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, so I got uh, a yeah. game played without you at work. Yeah. Now this What's is a game. That? That, well, we've talked about kitten, kittens in a blender before. Yeah, kittens in a blender. Right, and blender. this is from the same company. Now the, the same company released two games previous to kitten and, and kittens in a blender. They released one called Poo, which. So, so fantastically is is about monkeys throwing poop at each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they list the, the second one they released right before kittens in a blender was a game called nuts. Mm-hmm. Now nuts is about squirrels. It's a game about squirrels trying to collect the most nuts, right? And obviously, this becomes all the cards and and all of the titles of all the cards are set up to make one giant joke about you talking about your. Nuts. That you're gathering. (laughs) 
<laughs> and and make you feel awkward the whole time whenever a lady walks in the room while you're playing. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't be playing such things at work. Ah, whatever. <laughs> I shouldn't be playing them at work. I wouldn't suggest anybody listening play it at work. But I Probably play this at not. work. <laughs> but I play this at work. And tell the dudes me. I was playing with laughed every single time we played any sort of nuts card. Right. So tell me more about how this game is played. Right. So everybody at the table is represented, you know, or is supposed to be a squirrel trying to get nuts. And every turn you start off by drawing a card from the top of this nuts deck and you put it down in front of you. And this becomes your little collection of nuts. And each of these nuts has varied variety, like varied uh, values. And they... You know, they could be like one all the way up to like seven or something like that. And your goal is trying to reach 20 points in nuts. Okay. okay? <clears throat> so every turn you get a new one in there and then you play a card from your hand. And the cards in your hand are usually something like, you know, steal nuts from somebody else or protect, you know, uh, you have cards that protect what you have. You have uh, a couple other things that like steal more, more than one. But it's it's really just a take that game. It's a very simple take that game. With a very heavy nuts joke in there. <laughs> okay. Okay. And that's the entire point of it is you're just playing this game. And I, I, I won this game. I did. I did actually win. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I remember that, that at some point we actually came across like a, a kind of awkward situation where we just sort of determined at the table, the two of us voted one way and one of us voted the other way that that was how the card should work. It was, it was this guy played a defensive card. I tried to steal one of his nuts. He played a defensive card that maybe picked somebody else to steal nuts from. And mm-hmm. the other person played the exact same card. And since there were only two people in the game, I chose that other guy again. Or right. there were three people in the game. Excuse so I chose me. the other guy when it said you are forced to pick somebody else to steal nuts from. Okay, right. well, I'll steal nuts from the first person. Who was then going, well, why did I play this card? And I said, do you have another one of those cards? We could go off of that. Now, I did reference Board Game Geek, and there's very little support for this game. People don't talk about this game a lot? I don't know why people don't talk about nuts. But the uh, <laughs> the, the but there was one guy who posted this is so, such an old game i think it's i don't even know if it's out there or not i did see i, I gotta tell you i did see the game poo and in, in a <laughs> what i did see that in a store just the just the other day yeah and it is still out yeah i don't know if nuts is or not i think nuts is too i've seen it maybe yeah but uh <clears throat> so, I, I went online and a guy had posted like in 2009 or something like that or 2011 that, that he had a question about if someone plays this and then another person plays the same thing, can you go back to the first person? And two years after that, somebody somebody said, when we play, our house rule is no. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that was after the game. And it's not like the guy who, who basically, you know, had to give up an extra card after playing the defensive card was kind of one of those guys. It was Travis. But <laughs> <laughs> he was saying, I don't really want to play this game anymore, basically, at yeah. that point. I don't think he likes take that games. No, I don't think so. Yeah, eh, whatever. Still, that's that. Uh, so you're playing these games. I mean, it's it's just a simple take that game, and it lasts like 15 minutes, and you make a bunch of nuts jokes. Yeah. So if you're okay with that, would you recommend it? Uh, I mean, it's it's not bad. I, I this is what this is how I feel about this. This is truth. It's way better than poo. Way better. Okay. Okay, but it's not even close. Not even the same. You know, same same uh, hemisphere as kittens in a blender. 
Kittens in a Blender is a really solid, good game that came from this lineage of not-so-great games. Okay. And Pooh is awful, Nuts is okay, and Kittens is really fun. Yeah. People who like kittens and don't ever want to blend them will still enjoy kittens in a blender. I mean, this is truth. If you have the kind of gaming group that would love making nuts jokes, because, like, I mean, there's, like, all sorts of different nuts in the deck. There's walnuts, peanuts, and there's actually a D's. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's that's one that's in there. So, I mean, if, if they're the kind of group that likes that kind of humor, like I do, you know, <laughs> I laughed plenty of times during this, well, yeah, you know. Of course. And, and, I mean, if, the, if you've got a kind of group that likes that kind of humor, this is a nice novelty to pull out, you know, maybe once. I mean, once you play it a couple of times in a row, you're going to put it away done. and you're not going to take it back out again for another couple of years. Yeah. And probably you're just going to take it out for a new group. I'd say the joke runs out fast, like quite a bit faster than Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> I would say so. Yes. But that's nuts. Okay. So. Moving right along. It's cheap, though. That's the good news. It is cheap. The other thing we did is uh, we went to a... a we went to some an event called Friendsgiving, and we didn't, you know, we thought it was just going to be a food and socializing thing. And we were there for maybe two hours, and suddenly, like, board gaming tables had broke out all over the house. Yeah. And we, you know, we knew there were board gamers there, but we didn't know that that was going to happen. We didn't know that they would, like, snub their, their ladies or whatever and just go. There was no snubbing. <laughs> That's pretty close to what was going on. Oh, whatever. You're a board gamer girl, I understand. Well, a lot of those girls are not. True. But all of a sudden, board games just break out, you know, two tables in the basement. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, we're setting up on, on the, the dining, dining room, room table. Yeah, we kind of took over. Right. And we get one game played. Yeah. Now, this is a game we own and we haven't played because it's sort of a social game. We hadn't had a chance to have a social sort of party since we bought it. No. And these somebody brought it to this. It wasn't our copy. No. And uh, it was Spyfall. Yes. Now, Spyfall's pretty – it's actually a really cool game. <clears throat> you got these – Once you understand how to play it, yes. <laughs> right. So – and I can explain it right now. Okay, you go. Way on. better than to explain <laughs> Way better the than other it was day. explained to me, yes. <clears throat> so – Inside the box, you have 30 decks of cards. Each one of them is a certain location. And these 30 decks are split up into 30 little Ziploc bags with each one has has a location card that has a face of a location like a submarine or a power plant or a or casino, casino or something like that. And then one of the cards in that entire deck is a spy card. Now, you randomly, you shuffle all these 30 little Ziploc packs up, and you draw one of them. You take those cards out, you shuffle them face down, which gets the spy mixed into the deck, and then you deal these out to people around the table, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, all you do is, you know the spy's on the face, so you if you're dealing with eight people, you would deal seven cards down to the table from the top of the deck, and you dr- deal the spy card off at the bottom, and then shuffle those eight cards up. And deal them out. So nobody knows what the location is ahead of time because that's the entire point of the game. Everyone's going to have the exact same location card except for one person. That person is the spy. And that's what I didn't understand. Right. Now, the spy is trying to, in this situation, figure out where they are at. Everyone else at the table is trying to figure out who is the spy. And they do that by asking questions. So when your turn comes around, you start kind of randomly deciding who gets to ask a question first. And that person will say, like, call out somebody else at the table and say, like, Nicole, uh, what kind of shoes did you wear today to work? The same kind of shoes I wear every day. I use that joke at the party. Anyhow. (laughs) Now, you can can answer as vaguely (laughs) as possible, but 
if you answer vague, people might believe that you're the spy. Because if I'm at the beach and I know it's at the beach and I say, what kind of shoes did you wear to work today? And you say, same shoes as every day. I'm going to be like, she doesn't know where she's at. Right. Whereas if she had said, well, I wore sandals today, but sometimes I wear these other type of shoes. You know, then I could go, well, she might be, be at the beach. That's that's a nice way to be vague but you don't want to be. Yeah, you don't want to be too specific. Because, I mean, if you say, I wore flip-flops, there's like a location, basically, that's going to be flip-flop. Right. Okay. Right. So you're trying to answer a, the probing question without giving away the answer to where you're at. Right. Because the spy can win the game simply by by revealing that they're the spy and guessing where they're at. So if you give clues that are too obvious to the spy, the spy can do that. Now, the spy can also win a second way. Because after, you usually, uh, in the way we play, and I, I guess this is usually how you do it, you time how many how many minutes, you know, you can do questioning around the table. Mm-hmm. And everybody usually gets asked a question in that time. At least one. Right. And at the end of that questioning, when the time runs out, the spy can no longer guess the location. And now everyone around the table, including the spy character, is going to accuse someone at the table and everyone's going to vote whether they think they're the spy or not. Now, if they guess, if they all unanimously vote yes, except for the person who asked the question, the person who asked the question doesn't get to vote. But if they all unanimously, or the accused, I'm sorry, doesn't, accused, get to, yeah. doesn't get to vote. Uh, if they all unanimously vote and it's correct, then the the team wins against the spy, right? right. The other players, you know, location players win. However, if they guess wrong, they lose automatically and the spy wins. And also, if you go all the way around the table and everybody accuses and you can't get a unanimous uh, vote on any single person, the spy wins automatically like that, too. Mm-hmm. And we played this two times. Yes. And we played with uh, seven players both times. Seven both times, yeah. Right. <clears throat> now, in these hidden role games, when you're trying to kind of get the gist of what the rules are, the worst nightmare is to become the spy. <laughs> That's what happened to me. Well, and I didn't know what was going on, and I got chose to ask the first question. So when I'm asking my question, I didn't realize we all had the same location. I thought we were all trying to figure out what location that we were in and that the spy wouldn't be there, but I couldn't figure... There were so many locations in this book. He kept handing me this book. Right. As a reference, so you'd know yeah. what locations are now, available. The book the book has a chart in the middle of it. It's like a gridded off chart like that has every pictures. single location. And there's two different ways you can handle this. <clears throat> Either one, at the start of the game, you all have a chance to look at all the locations and you sort of memorize it and then you put the book away and don't ever look at it again. That's one way. Mm-hmm. And that's for experienced players. If you're inexperienced, you pass that chart to someone every time they take a turn. Mm-hmm. So these which people, is what we were doing. Yeah, so the, everyone has a chance to look at these and sort of think about their location, which makes it so the spy is not quite so obvious when they're, like, trying to figure out what all these questions are leading towards. Right. Well, so or what I'm, all these answers are. I'm sitting here. I'm at the casino. Yeah. And I know that I'm at the casino because that's what my card says. Right. But I don't think anybody else is at the casino. I think other people are other places. So I'm trying to ask questions to figure out where other people are. Right. Not realizing that's not the game. That's <laughs> nothing to do with the game. I know. So my so, very first question right. is, Chris, are you cold? And he just looks at me like I'm stupid and goes, no. Now, just so you understand, <laughs> just so you understand where the spy's brain goes. At this moment, I hear Nicole say, are you cold? And I'm like, they must be outside. Right. Because they can't be in a temper con- temperature-controlled environment or else she wouldn't be asking one way or the other because that would lead nowhere. 
Yeah. Well, it led nowhere because I I thought right. I was just figuring if he was cold, then it he wasn't in the polar now, region or whatever it was. This could very well be an advanced level strategy for people, you know, who have played the game quite a lot to mislead the spy right off the bat with some kind of crazy question that makes no sense and doesn't go anywhere. Because yeah. it completely fooled me and it led every like logical conclusion conclusion that I took the rest of the entire game was design, was was drawn from the initial question of are you cold? Which is stupid. Why would you ever pay attention to anything I say because the first round of a game, knowing I don't pay attention to the rules until the game's happening? I was hoping so bad that if it wasn't me teaching that this wasn't something that's universal. No, this is and universal. maybe it's just me. No, 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 no. I can't pay attention well enough to get it. Well. But I honestly, I don't think he said that part because about three questions in, right. another person said, wait a minute, so we're all in the same place? Oh. Yeah. And it was like light bulbs for three of us going, oh, okay, we get it now. I totally had it because I had sort of pre-read the rules before I got there. Oh, well, I hadn't. <clears throat> so it was just a refresher for me. Yeah. So the rest of the questions were all in my brain based off of them being outside, them having the potential at least to be cold. Yeah. No. And and that that was nothing. That had no bearing. So no. by the time we got around, I, I, I successfully made it through the whole thing without anyone ac- like accusing me of being the spy. And we went into that final round of going around the table and everybody accusing a certain person. And I actually made it all the way to the second of the last person. And didn't you tell me you weren't going to accuse me? I wasn't. I was going to accuse Sabrina because she was so <laughs> adamant that you were the spy that I figured right. for sure she was the spy. Right. I was using that against her. But then the guy before me had such a good argument against you that I just went ahead and went with it. Well, at that point, he said, you didn't answer any questions correctly at all. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know where we're at because I'm thinking we're outdoors. And I was guessing either the amusement park or the beach. Which was, no. Which was we were, neither. Right. Because at that point, I can't remember what all the rest of the questions were. Oh, it was something like. Oh, what are you afraid of most at this, at, at, where we're at, where are you, uh, what are you most afraid of? Oh, yeah. And I said exposure, which I guess could sort of be like exposing my cards or something in a casino. But honestly, I was thinking cold or heat exposure. Yeah. I was trying to answer, you know, to some sort of outdoor location because well, that's what you led me to believe. That was the like the second question or something. Right. So at that point, I'm going, oh, well, he must be the spy. He's afraid of exposure. How do I figure out where he's at now? <laughs> because I still don't understand the stupid game. <laughs> so. Okay. And then I just got confused with Sabrina right. accusing you so much. So. Well. Anyway, in the end, that game's a lot of fun, but I would never, ever, ever recommend only playing one round of it, right. ever. because we played another round. We played another round, and we could have played three more, and I would have been fine with that, but we didn't have time. Well, we played another round, and it when I, I and luckily I wasn't the spy, so I wasn't having to be elusive about my answers and stuff, and I was listening for those kind of, like, horrible answers, and I, I accused... The person that was the spy when we weren't even halfway through the time. Yeah. Because she had been asked two questions and, and answered both of them kind of poorly and vaguely. Really, yeah, really vaguely. Yeah, so right. it's no wonder. I got accused of being the spy the first time. Right. And it was just purely because I didn't know what I was which, doing. Which means that if you're asked the question about, you know, as, as a spy, if you're asked the right question early enough, there's a good chance you're going to completely blow it. 
and not be able to save yourself. And I was asked a question like second in that first game. Uh huh. So I mean, it, <laughs> I was just blowing it's it all over rough. the place. Yeah. But somehow I somehow I answered vague enough that I was able to get around the table nearly. Yeah. I don't know how. Because they, they actually voted for me at one time during that first round and, and had... It wasn't unanimous. I can't remember yeah. who voted <clears throat> against you being the spy. I think Chris. I don't know. He was weird. Well, because right. he was going to accuse me. Right. I don't know. In the anyway. second game, I stopped the game and I accused a person and they were a spy. Right. Before the timer even was half up. So, kind of a weird game. I think, I think maybe cool. you'll get a little more... I think you'll get better at it as you go. It, it's very reminiscent of like Dixit kind of clues well and the only thing that bothers me about this game too though is i mean you really do have to have kind of a large group i would say i wouldn't want to play it with less than probably six people right because it i don't think you would get enough right i think if there were only three people in the game you would you wouldn't even have a game well definitely and isn't it four like three or more three to eight i think it's four to eight is it four to eight right even four i don't think would be that great maybe it's more than eight i don't know no because there's only eight cards is that all there was okay so it's four to eight it's a maximum of eight players. I know that. Right. <clears throat> so that's what it is. Four yeah. to eight. Okay. But I, I'd say, I'd say maximum players every single time would be best would be the best. in this game. And yeah. it's, it's a fun little, so, it's short too, because you can sort of designate how long the, how long you're going to spend asking questions and end the game at that point. So our games were going about 15 minutes. And as long as it's explained properly, it's very easy to learn. So you don't <laughs> have to be a gamer to enjoy it. Oh, Nicole. <laughs> Well, that's the two games we got played this week. <laughs> hey, I played uh, the iPad iOS version of Splendor. How'd you play that? I Where'd put, you get that? It was on sale. You bought it? No. What happened? You bought it for me. You're welcome. Thank you. It's not even Christmas. Well, it's almost. It's well, technically enough. it's Christmas when this comes out. It is. So you can have it now. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but it's got like challenges and right. it's kind of fun. Yeah, there's a little more to it than just Splendor. Yeah, the only thing the only thing that's disappointing is the thing that's always disappointing in those games is yeah. you just don't have the feeling of putting that little fancy chip down and those are really nice components in the actual game. You miss that a little bit. Yeah, those chips are cool. They're so nice. That's the it best just, part of that game. There's something fun about just click just there it goes. Well, I don't even. How much is the normal game of Splendor? Isn't it like thirty or thirty-five? Depending on, yeah. I I would say it's right. It's like thirty-five, and I would say if you put cardboard chips in there instead of actual poker chips, you'd probably be looking at a fifteen-dollar game. Oh, but it wouldn't be as fun. (laughs) It's a good game, Splendor. Yep, Splendor app. So, uh, and we played at the hockey game on a pass and play. We did. We haven't tried the link up, but we did. uh, Did we talk about the? Horrible. Oh yeah, we talk. We have to kind of oh, pull back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Talk about how last uh, time I talked about Ticket to Ride and how yeah. they'd updated the app. Right. And I was just playing it on a pass and play, and it was right. it was fine. I didn't realize that you couldn't do the uh, Bluetooth link. They like boogered it up. Yeah, they've messed up both the Bluetooth and the Wi-Fi. You know, games. You know, with people sitting near you. Right. So if ever, if you've got it on your own devices and you're both just kind of playing your own phone or whatever, it wasn't working. Right. I don't know if they fixed that. I thought they did a I didn't check I haven't it tried yet. since then, but so if we recommended that and it didn't work for you, I apologize. But once it does work, it looks really nice. Right. Right. So sorry about the ticket The Bluetooth is the coolest app. thing about it. It really is nice. Cuz you don't have to connect to any kind of network or anything like that. You just have your Bluetooth on and now you're playing with everybody. Yep. So anyways, that's uh that's the games we played. Now, I'm glad we got a few games played or a couple games played, despite all the Christmas mania. And But here's the thing. We didn't just play that. 
And this is something we didn't do in last episode that we get to do this episode. This is a five for five update. All right. All right. Let's go through it again and make sure we got it. Count us off, Bill. One, two, three, four. This is a five for five update. Okay. So we We didn't do a five for five last time. We did not. We've been having a rough slacking, month. Slacking, I know. No, slacking, whatever. I've been doing more than ever. <laughs> Get to work. Just not gaming. The uh, <clears throat> We played a game, and I, now I heard this I heard this called something else today. What? I've been calling it Motainai. Okay. And I heard someone say, <laughs> was it Motainai? Or Mo- I don't know. I don't know. Motainai? Matanai? I don't know. It's spelled this. This is what it's spelled. T-T-A-I-N-A-I. Right. So you just decide what you want to call that. Figure it out. I'm going to call it Motainai. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Now we play this game. Now this is a spiritual successor to a card game called Glory to Rome. Which we have not played. And the designer of this. Oh, I just dropped my pen. Yeah. The designer did what? The designer of this is notorious for making these multi-use cards in his games. So when you pull a card out, they have you know multiple ways they can be used. Like in this case, every player starts with a play mat in front of them. And this is like where your your monks are going to make uh their goods. And and or sell yeah, their goods. Or sell their goods. Now, this is this game, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> it's really hard. No. It's really hard to learn. Yes. Once you learn it, it's not hard at all. Correct. But here's the deal. Each card you have can be a a person who performs a specific function for you that turn, and it could be one of two different functions. It could be a item that – or no, it could be a person that you have in your like uh, – Sort help? of, sort of a helper like hire that you've hired on that stays in. Uh, oh God, I'm messing this You're up already. See how hard terrible. this is. You okay. do it right now. All right. So at the top of your board, <laughs> right, is your task. Okay. This card that you play, yes, can be played as your task. Mm-hmm. Whatever it says for the task is what you'll get to do, and you'll have a choice of two tasks. Right. That or on the right hand side of your board is your sales floor. So you can sell the items that these card that the card is, or if you use it at the bottom of the board, that's your crafting table. So this card becomes the item that you craft, no, or it becomes the material. The material you use I, to craft okay, items. I apologize. The material that you use to craft items. Boom! Shut up. <laughs> or on the left hand side of your board is your little helper. It can right. become the helper. If you use them as a helper, then when you go to perform your task, you get to perform the task more than once if you have a helper. Right. Now, this gets way more detailed than that. Because if you addition, complete items on your left side, which is where your helpers are, they then can, if they match the color of your helper, they support the helper, and they, they're considered they, covered "Quote unquote." Double the help that you <laughs> get. And now you get. get two more. You get two actions rather than one extra action. Right. You get two extra, and then on the other side, they get to cover sale items. And this is specifically things that, like, uh, materials that you've sold into your gift shop. If you have a created item that matches the color of one of those sold materials, that now becomes points in addition to the points of whatever you've created. 
Correct. And when you create things, you can put them on either side to get the effects. But you once you've created, is it five items? Yeah, any if either one of your on sides, either side, if, if either your gift shop, which or is... Or your gallery. Or your gallery becomes five items. Then and, the game is over. Right. Now, this is... I, I know that if you're listening to this, it's confusing. It's... It is confusing, but you just have to, I think you have to like learn it a step at a time. Right. Like don't focus on what the other things are. Just focus on each side of the board, then focus on the two galleries. Right. Then try and figure out that there's five different cards. And right. The, the five different cards have different effects. Then on the face of each card, it also, once that item is created, right. then it has an additional effect that comes into play. Right. It's... I know, yeah. Because so, so in the middle, like each card has four things it can be. Plus, in the middle, it can give you an additional power if you've created that item. Right. And there's also a draw pile. Right. There's a. In the middle, what was that called? A sales item? Sales floor? Floor. There's a floor item. Okay, so then it can go to the floor, (laughs) which then you use it. Then, like, if you're (laughs) filling up your hand. Of cards, it goes into a waiting area before right. it actually comes into your hand. Right. And to top it all off, there's three times of day that things can happen. There's morning, there's day, day and, night. and then night. And some of the effects that you get from the items that you create will happen only during those time periods. Right. But some of them will happen during the different... Uh, Things around your board. So if it's, it might happen during your task period or it might happen when you do sales. Right. Everything can affect literally everything else. This is a game right. that you do not just play once and put down and say, I like it or I don't. Which is why I put it on a five for five. Yes. It, it needs <clears throat> multiple plays. Right. To figure and out this, if you're going to like it. This is the game we replaced Warehouse 51 with. Correct. Because uh, Warehouse 51 was a three-player game. This is two. Yeah. And I knew I knew the moment I read the rules and played a practice game of this that I had to play it at least five times or I wouldn't understand what was going on. Now, I would say after playing it five times, you need to play it three times before you get the game. Yes. Three times. Now, the games are not long. No. Don't think our that this is going to be some game, tedious thing. It's not. I think our longest game was maybe 35 minutes. Right. And these are short enough that we played them multiple times most of the time. We would just go, let's play again uh-huh. right now. And we would reset. And it resets really quickly because you does. just shuffle the entire deck. There's no special card that needs to be out in play or at the start or special stacks of cards. You just it's shuffle just a deck of cards. Yeah. And, then, and then you put it down. You start drawing cards out and trying to decide who goes first. Which is alphabetically drawn. That's like the funniest <laughs> who goes first I've ever I know, seen. You, you flip a couple like cards it. down to the table, which would be cards that are available for effects that uh, that, that deal right. with the table. And uh, whoever draws the the letter, the first letter of the word, you know, title on the card that's closest to A is the first player. The next card then becomes goes in goes into the task of the other person and they can start their turn. This game is way more complex than what we're what we're describing as far as like going through it. We had we uh, yeah, this for, is that's like the most simplified <laughs> possible version we can do. Right. We didn't start shortcutting past the actual list of steps per turn until about the fifth game. 
That was when yeah, we was really the fourth game. no. We really started shortcutting by the fifth game. Well, we didn't need to go. Okay, what time of day is it? Okay, right. what am I able to do? Okay. Well, and we would start playing like this. Okay, I do this, and that grabs this, and I go ahead and sell this, and then I do this, and then I'll take these into my hand. That's the end of my turn. Instead yeah. of going, okay, first we you know <laughs> got to do task. this task from this side. I'm going to do this one. And because it has this, then I get to, we were going it was, through it very It was very step-by-step step to begin with. It had is, to be. I know. That's what has to happen. Yeah. And so that's kind of how the game played out. Now, what did you think about this game? I like it. I, I like really it, too. I really like it. I think, especially considering, now we got the deluxe version of this. Which was stupid. Which is not necessary, because here's the deal. The deluxe, the base game is $15, and it lets you play up to three players. Okay, the deluxe one adds a second deck of the same cards, and you get to play up to five players. I don't know why it's Never not six, but it's up to us. five. Everything's but, always up to five. I don't know why five <clears throat> is such a magical I don't know. gaming number. But here's what I'll tell you. The learning curve for this is so great that the only way you're going to get five players to the table is if there's five people who own the game or who have played the game at least four, like three to five times. And then know play. how to play it. Because if I was trying to teach this to four new players, it would be the worst experience of my life. It would be pretty bad. I would suge- suggest teaching it to one new player at a time. Right. And then, so, I mean, I guess in that sense, like this week you could teach it to Bob. And then next week you play it with Charlie. And then, you know, I after guess. Bob and Charlie both know how to play... Then you can include Susie and you guys all play together. Well, I mean, after game one, I declared I will not teach this to anybody else. It's too tough. Well, maybe I will. No, you won't. I think I do better at it. Oh, yeah? At this particular one, yes. Fine. We'll see how good Challenge you are. Challenge accepted. Whoa. We're going to play with Matt and Brianna. No, we're not. You hear that, guys? Get ready. It's <laughs> not going to happen. It's totally going to happen. <clears throat> now. So what do you think of the game? I, I like it. I like it because of this. The cerebral sort of experience you get is very deep and very fulfilling. You mm-hmm. you really think a lot and you really have a, a pretty good time, you know, trying to, you know, figure out this puzzle towards winning the game, you know, and trying to figure out how to make the most points because you are kind of balancing points with action, extra actions, because this side gets you more actions, this side gets you more points. Mm-hmm. How's the other player doing? How many cards do they, they have on each side? What are they going for? You know, how many craft materials do they have versus what you have? Are they going to steal what you need? They and there's steal all these, stuff too. Right, and there's all these variables to this game. So you sit there and, and you just are, you know, you know, completely, you know, wrapped up in thought the whole time. And it really is sort of satisfying for, you know, someone who's used to playing, you know, heavy mechanical games. Right. So I really like that. And especially the fact that it's $15 and it adds, it gives you that much depth. And then of course that the depth sort of, you know, frees itself, but there's still game there as you go. Cause like, you know, learning those rules is really, really rough. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, so you're just trying to play the game, right? So hard. You're trying to play the game, right. And understand the game. And suddenly you understand the game and there's still a great game right there. Mm -hmm. And that was really nice. Now, what do you, what, what did you, you know, what did you like or not like about the game? Um, there's a couple of cards in there. Right. That, are game winners, like right. literally game winners. <clears throat> okay. Like if you can accomplish this one thing, yeah. whether you actually would have won the game or not, you're yes. going to win. 
Right. Period. It says if you can, you know, make this combination happen, you win. Right. Which is contrary to the point of the game, which is to get the most points. Right. And I think in a way it's cool, but it's kind of like the first time, and I've brought this up before, I think, too, Lords of Waterdeep. Yeah. The first few times we played that, everybody just had, you know, the same kind of cards where get the most commerce and you in and the most right. uh, whatever. Piety. But there was one card that said get the most buildings. And right. if you don't know that exists, that is a game changer. This has the same kind of thing. Right. If you don't know these, this card exists and your opponent, you know, your opponent won't anticipate that at all. So they're right. going, they're thinking they're playing the game and you're playing a completely different game. In a way, it's good. In a way, I think it's kind of cheaty. Right. But once everybody knows it exists, then right. it changes that aspect to well, kind of tell se- they're going for it. It's not a secret. I've only seen. I only saw one card that I lets you win automatically. There was there another were two one. Two of them. Yeah. Okay, because I know the one that I tried for once and then succeeded on the second time was as long as you had crafted like at least what was it four different goods or something like that or five it was like five different five of uh-huh. anything like all like one of each type of good and it didn't matter what side of your player board it was in you would automatically win the game mhm <clears throat> which is good because i at that at the point i know uh one time i had it right at the start of the game and i was working towards it the whole time and you stole one of my goods out of that list of five that i needed to have and it completely crippled the entire strategy and you destroyed me that game because you didn't know it existed on one of them. Are you talking this first time you had it and you knew yes. about it? Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. When I was going for it. When right. I had it at the very start and I was I was aiming towards that the whole time. Now, the next time when it happened, I pulled the card out when all I had to do was craft one more item and I could win. And See, that happened. And, and the thing that I think is hard to get through because it is so complex. Yeah. Is just because you get you get the card in your hand that has that special rule that can make it almost it can make it a little easier to win. Right. You have to have the right combination of cards to be able to craft that card. Right. That card has to be crafted in order to get that effect. Yeah, and it's hard to craft a specific card sometimes because you just won't get the right Right. things that you need. Especially for some reason, clay items are really tough in there to craft. I thought metal was kind of tough sometimes. Metal you can play out of your hand, so it's not that bad. Well, only if you have the right card. See, we're going to get too complex with it again. Right. Bottom line is, I enjoyed it. It's really thinky, but it's got some luck aspects too that make it kind of fun. I really liked how short it was. I thought it was a great price. $15 for this game is absolutely worth the money. Yeah. And, and I mean, don't, I, I don't know anything about Glory to Rome, except it's designed by the same guy. I and, know I want it now. And it's it's supposedly, this is like the, the Duplo blocks of that Lego. It's, wait, wait. The Glory to Rome is the Lego? Yes. Oh, no, I really Supposedly, really want it. it's supposed to be more complex. Do not chase after that right now. Why not? It is. It's out of print. It's been out of print, uh, and it's been heavily sought after for a long time. And it's getting outrageous prices. Yeah. See, I won't do that then. So you don't want anything to do with that. Okay. Okay. I'm just telling you. Okay. This is this is supposed to feel just you know feel quite a bit like it enough like it that people who can't, haven't got a hold of Glory to Rome are like, Satisfied. well, this is sort of satiated what I what I wanted, you know. Okay. Which is good. And that uh, is good. Also, I, I do kind of agree with you that lucky hands can kill the balance of this game. 
I saw it in two different ways. One was the the final round that we played, the fifth game, mm-hmm. where I just magically draw out the card that all I have to do is craft that card and I win the game because it wins if I get all if I have five of the other things and I already crafted four of them. And that card was the was the fifth type. Okay, I don't see, but then, I don't think it's a game killer in this though. I think in right. other games it it has been to have that magical card. Right. You know, but this one it's it's so difficult to make it happen. Okay. Well, I'm just saying I'm just saying it throws the balance off. No, I don't think it does. Because I remember you drawing in the first like or the second game we played, you drew a hand of like five metal cards to start the game with, which then put a metal card down that let, that that let you actually you didn't sell shuffle. that let you sell cards from your from the uh your your task card instead of placing it on the floor, you got to put it in your sale. I think at this point we're just going to start confusing people. Okay, going, well, I'm just saying. On. At, at that I point, I, I was like, them. this is ridiculous. I can hear them. They're saying it. I know, but I'm telling you that, that there is some lucky hand problems that could that could throw the balance off in this game. Final word on that game? I'd say buy it. Me too. And I would also say shuffle, shuffle, shuffle some more, and then shuffle. I, I If any of you actually played a game with me, you would go stop shuffling. That's Don't the truth. stop shuffling on this game. Seriously, I'm telling you that I shuffle so much that this this, this hand isn't about was purely you. I'm fluke. Saying, shuffle. I know, but remember, I had to get metal cards in every other card in the stack magically. <laughs> Again, not an attack on you. Chill out. <laughs> I'm not chilling out. You're not chilling now I'm out. Offended. Okay, fine. You ready to throw down? Oh, are what? we ready for that to throw down? What are we talking about? Moving on to the next thing. Oh, okay, fine. Now, that's uh, <laughs> that's enough about our five for five. We both say buy this game. It's really cool, Oh, my actually. God, you're just backtracking now. now. <laughs> that leaves two games left in our current list, Confusion and Devastation of Indians. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are our two ones left in our five for five. Okay. But we played a wrestling game this week, and let's, Nicole is ready to, to throw, throw down. down. Let's so go. Before we throw down, let's find out what about that. All these games have been Some of them are so extreme We played a game like this What about that? And here we go. So, we played a wrestling game. We did. Now, you are not a wrestling fan. I'm not. But you actually did at one time tell me, I want to go to that wrestling event. Events are different. You, but I'm just telling you. You said I really want to go see that wrestling event. Oh, but yeah. Okay, and this so... is this was back when WCW was a thing. This is this is when Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and all these big superstars in the WWF at that point separated off and joined uh, Ted Turner's program WCW and started their own promotion. So all the biggest acts in in the WWF left and started getting paid big Ted Turner money. Do you remember why I wanted to go to that show? Right. Do you remember why? I do remember why. Do you want me to tell you or do you want to say? I want to see if you remember. It's because David Arquette was wrestling. I totally remember. (laughs) Now, they they, uh, part of this promotion, at some point, they decided to do a movie called Ready to Rumble. Okay? Yeah, which wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. It was about a couple guys that, that were trying to get their favorite wrestler to wrestle for the title again as if all of it was real. Right. <laughs> and not a storyline. And so they get they get this they uh as a part of this promotion because it was all WW or WCW backed like all the wrestlers in the movie were based out of that organization. And because of that David Arquette was the star of this movie 
and he was, you know, running into the ring and stuff on the televised programs. And at their big finale, like, I don't know if anybody listening knows how wrestling works. They promo a pay-per-view for about four episodes of this of weekly programming, like building up storylines of, of why this wrestler hates this other wrestler. And then they have their big finale in a pay-per-view that you can only watch if you pay them a bunch of money to see it. Right. That's how it works. That's that's the model, the business model. And in this business model, they had David Arquette, because they're promoting the movie as well. David Arquette had run into some, you know, and in, in interrupted some matches. And they were going to do a three-tier cage, which is neat. A cage match is, is something they do in wrestling. And they build like a truss around the, the actual <laughs> ring. It's trussing. <laughs> okay. They build trussing, like a big trussing cube around around the actual ring. And they cover it with chain link fence. So sort of keep people in the ring, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole idea is can't you're trapped in there and you can't get away from the punishment, right? And then they'll have ladders and stuff in there. <laughs> right. They'll, they'll put different stuff. I mean, people pull chairs out from underneath the, the ring and stuff all the time. But in this case, you had a trussing, like, like a normal cage. And then you had a smaller one that went up on top of that one and another smaller one up on top of that. So it was a three-tiered cage. And at the very top tier of the cage was the championship belt. And and they had like I don't know how many wrestlers were in there trying to fight their way to the top of the cage, and it was it's ridiculous. <laughs> but we went and saw that live, yeah, which was fun. It was fun, right? Live, live on TV. <laughs> Snooze. Well, now I, let me just tell you one thing about this is a big difference in wrestling live versus on TV. On TV, you have commentators. Live, you don't hear anything. It's just people like in the, in the ring in front of you sort of fighting each other and you're just watching it happen. But on TV, you have these people calling out the plays. Oh, my God, that was a forearm to the face or, oh, he threw him off the top rope. They're saying stuff like this the whole time and, and kind of giving you the play by play. Why don't they do that live? I don't know. They do it at the hockey games live. That guy was like calling out. Not live during the game. They call it out in between plays. Oh, well, yeah. That's but they don't right. th- they don't call it out live. I think it interrupts the action if you call it out live. Maybe. But, in, you know, in, in person, that's the biggest shock to the system. If you've seen it on TV and you've heard the commentating and stuff like that, when you see it live, there's nothing. It's just, you know, slamming on the, you know, under the ring. And every once in a while, the wrestler might yell something at you, which if you're not in the first, like, 20 rows, sounds like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you just go, and if you like him, you go, yay! And if you don't, you go, boo! Right? Right. That's the whole fun And then you it. hold up your sign. I don't have a sign. I know. <laughs> but you and I saw that. You wanted to actually see that because you like David Arquette. Yep. Right? It was still fun. I can't remember. Did David win the belt that night? I don't remember. I don't either. <laughs> we were by the way, far away, too. By the way, we saw it in the same venue, and this is for wrestling people. We saw it in the okay. same venue where Owen Hart died. Mm-hmm. Owen Hart died in a WWF promotion when he was supposed to be lowered down from the ceiling in Kemper Arena in Kansas City and his harness broke loose and he fell down to the ring instead. That's horrible. In front horrible, of like right? thousands of people. Right. Terrible. Terrible. Was that before or after? That was after what we saw, I think. Oh, okay. Still horrible. That makes more sense because seriously, I I was a little <laughs> scared for everybody right. with that three-tier cage. Yeah. I mean, Fake or not fake doesn't even matter when you're talking about that high because we were pretty high up in the stands and yet this cage was taller than where we were sitting. Right. 
I can't imagine falling off of that thing. Well, they never did. Nobody they stayed did. inside no. the, well, all the cages. Yeah, but it's still, that's a long ways. Even the <laughs> bottom cage was, it was a long ways down. So you would it say, would hurt. you would say that this three tiered cage thing was your favorite wrestling moment you ever saw, right? It was really neat. I mean, right. I, I at least remember, I don't remember the details of it, but I remember going and everything. Right. So that's saying something. Now, my favorite wrestling moment. It involves a cage as well, but it's not the cage match we saw. Oh, okay. It was it was a cage match put on by WWF, now WWE, <coughs> called Hell in a Cell. That's what they call it. And it was versus, it was Undertaker versus Mankind, which M- Mankind is a guy named Mick Foley, who's a notorious idiot, basically, as far as his own, you know, <laughs> body safety is concerned. <laughs> and Mick Foley actually allowed The Undertaker to throw himself off of the cage and onto the commentating table. Oh. And I'm, I'm serious. If, if you guys, if you guys, I don't care if you like wrestling or not, just watch this and try to understand why this wouldn't ridiculously hurt someone for no reason. If you look up Mick Foley or Mankind versus Undertaker Hell in a Cell on YouTube, you'll see this bump and it's insane. Yeah. He throws him off the top of this cage and, and you know, Onto this commentating table, and it's just one of those things where it sends it sends chills down your spine because you're sure that this guy's going to the hospital. You're sure that this cannot be how it's supposed to be. Uh-huh. You know that this is not fake. This is a guy falling 14 feet onto a table, Ugh. and it, it just looks like a train wreck. But Mick Foley's like built for that. He's like a little. He's like a meatball. You know, <laughs> he's just built for that. I don't know what it is. He can do bumps. That's yeah. what he can do. Huh. You know, and that's my favorite. My favorite wrestling moment. Now, here's the thing. I watched wrestling a lot from about 97 till somewhere around 2002, 2003. So I watched for about five, six years. It was a long time. Now, you hated every moment because I was watching both. <laughs> for a long time, I was watching WCW and WWF. Every single Monday, they had three-hour programs each. Uh-huh. And I would fast forward through most of it, but I would still spend at least two hours weekly Watching wrestling, mostly catching up on the storylines, watching maybe one or two matches I was interested in. Yeah. Okay? It was. <laughs> now, that being said, the storyline is what drawing, was drawing me in. Obviously, this is sort of, we've, we've called it men's soap opera before, right? Yeah. Now, <laughs> one thing about it is whenever uh, I, I took a couple weeks off of watching it where I didn't record it, I didn't get to see it, and then I came back to recording it because at this point, WCW was eventually purchased by the WWE. They just bought bought the organization, which, of course, you know, scattered the wrestlers. And some of them came into the WWE. Some of them went to form another promotion altogether called TNA. And that's true. Okay. And uh, the, the at this point, they kind of were scrambling stuff around for a little while. Well, without that additional competition, the WWF, now WWE, didn't have to be so risque and so adult with their storylines because they had gone very adult and, and, you know, had Stone Cold Steve Austin comes into the ring and sprays down the ring with a beer, you know, beer hose off of a beer truck. And, you know, well, I know he was like flipping people off. Right. All the they, time had, they had and... simulated murders on there where they would throw someone off really? a bridge and act like they had drowned someone, you know, or something like that. That would that all that stuff was happening. Yeah. They had a guy named the Godfather who came out with a bunch of ladies of the night and paraded them around the ring in bikinis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was outrageous. But at this point, when he had already bought his competition, he was had no... Was it ridiculous? No, he had no... He had no Sorry. Uh, uh, that's, that's it. 
No. At this point, he had he didn't have competition anymore, so he didn't have to be like that anymore. And he, Vince McMahon, much to his credibility, decided, I'm not going to do this anymore. And he started introducing new storylines and new characters that were going to go away from that more edgier kind of feel. And then Fred got bored. And I'm telling you, after two weeks, I turned on the TV. <laughs> I didn't know how. It was like they had done a changeover without me knowing it was going to happen. Yeah. And I didn't know anybody that was on there. The storylines were not adult. And they seemed boring. And I just instantly lost interest. It was like almost overnight. I was like, I hate this now. I was totally okay with that. <laughs> and and I didn't notice you doing dances every time I was like, what is this? And you were like in the background jumping around like a... <laughs> Doing ballet he and stuff. He doesn't like it anymore. <laughs> but that's what happened to me with that. Now, I, I know that they continued on, and they're still successful enough. But I will tell you that I looked at a chart. This is interesting. I looked at a chart the other day just to see what the ratings are like. And you can see right when I got my interest, there's a massive spike in, in the popularity of professional wrestling. Uh-huh. And then it just kind of just dive bombs right around the time that I lose interest. It kind of bombs. Uh-huh. And they've, they, they're they not terrible. They still do plenty. I'm sure they do plenty of revenue and are still successful. Oh, yeah. But nothing like when I was watching them. And nothing like when they were writing that risque, edgy kind of stuff that was like, I can't believe they're doing this. Mick Foley just got thrown off the cage, you know. Yeah. Shane McMahon jumped off the Titan Tron, you know. Titan Tron? <laughs> That's what they call their big screen, the Titan Tron. Oh, okay. I don't know why. That's just what it is. But that's wrestling for me. That's that's how that's how much I've watched. So going into this game, this game is more representative of the new one and let's talk about it now. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components, success and failure and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. Okay, now... What you gonna do, WD superstars, when... Just, ah, I screwed it up. Just say it. Just All right, what over. you gonna do when WWE Superstars Showdown runs wild on you? That's what you get for making goofy voices. Ow. I told you to stop yeah, I'll it. I'll believe you. I'll do them if I want. <laughs> now, WWE Superstars Showdown is a miniature game that is combined with a rock, scissor, paper, card play mechanic backing it up. And basically, it plays like this. You and your opponent play one of six personalities from the WWE. Each of these personalities has a deck of cards. These decks are made up of cards that feature a wrestler of choice in various action shots. Each card is one of five varieties, a strike, maneuver, grapple, block, or slam. Now, at the beginning of each round, each player selects three of these cards to play this round and places them in the order they wish to play them on the board. Together, the players flip each card and work out the results one at a time. Now, this is where the rock, scissor, paper comes in because strike beats grapple, grapple beats maneuver, maneuver beats strike. But what about the slam cards? Slams beat everything except slams. Now, after resolving who wins the card, the winning player receives the actions listed on the card. Now, usually this is including like things like moving the wrestler, damaging their opponent, or setting up for future moves. <clears throat> now, also included in the deck is several block cards. 
block cards, and select few others possess the life-saving kick-out icon. Playing one of these cards is the only way to continue if you lose a round and your opponent pins you. Now that's enough about the rules for now, and that's the bottom line, because Tabcast says so. God, I just can't quit. Uh, <laughs> Was that your other voice? No, I don't know. What? You said you had one more. I don't have one. Was that, that a different guy? I think that's all of them. Is that the same guy? I don't care. Shut it. You shut it. <laughs> I'm going to paint your face with a little sting makeup. <laughs> I love sting. Is he still a thing? Sting? <laughs> I think he is. I liked him back in the day when he had the blonde hair. I can't believe we're going back to wrestling. Sorry. Nicole's favorite wrestler growing up was Sting. Uh-huh. She never said that during the it what about the that. spiky blonde hair. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> well, maybe I'll dye my hair And one then day. he did that weird <laughs> curly black hair with the same makeup. Yes. Didn't look as good. That's too bad, Not Sting. Close. If you're listening. Sorry. No, um, so in this game, we actually select roles. Now, I can't remember what guy I played. I forgot to look that up. You don't know who you played? I know who everybody else played. That, I don't know. Who? Uh, Big Geezy. No, no. That's Big the second tasty? game. No, not Big Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I know Travis played Randy Orton. Uh-huh. You played John Cena. And Lucas played the Big Show in this game. And I can't remember what my guy's name was. He was that guy. <laughs> he was one of these new guys with a fancy beard. Uh, R- Ramon. Nope. Nope, you're thinking of the wrong person. Uh, Roman <laughs> Holiday? No. We'll see if I remember here in a second. But let's get this match started, Nicole. Oh, no. They've got their cards down. They've got their cards down already. Uh, Travis is picking it back up. Okay, cards are down. So you guys take turns flipping flip number one. <coughs> okay, she's he's got a grapple, and we've got a maneuver. Oh. Maneuver beats grapple, so your grapple goes to the discard pile. Now, Nicole, you get to do these in any order you want. You get to move four spaces, and you have a, you have basically plus two damage to your next card attack that you win. Okay. Or basically, the next card that you win, you get a plus two damage. So your next card that you win, you'll get a two attack. If it's added to another attack, it adds to it. So you move four spaces. Okay. Do I have to move a total of four? Right. I have to move four? No. You can move as few as you want, and you can actually skip stuff if you want. Okay. Here's well, the thing. I'm going to move one, two, and three to be right by him. You're going to go, well, you can move diagonal. So you go one, two. Okay? Okay, whatever. That's fine. You just can't attack diagonal. Oh. Okay. So you move over, and now we have a double, we have plus one, plus one on the next attack that we do if we win. So now we flip the second card. What's going to happen, Nicole? He's got another grapple. Inverted backbreaker coming in. Oh, oh no. And we strike it, yes. and you beat the strike. Oh, that was a big one, too. So now you get to do a power two attack. You get to stun us, and you get to throw us. Now, throwing right. us... Means you get to move us up to three squares away from you. But you probably want to do your power level two attack first. Yeah. And then so throw us. Mean? Now you can throw us out of the ring. Okay? A little early for that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Now, the thing about being out of the ring. The thing about being out of the ring is when you're out of the ring and you lose a card, it doesn't go in your discard, you actually give it up. But you shuffle your discards back into your draw pile. 
Because you get a breather. What's my power to attack do? It hits us for two points of damage. Which okay. means... What what does that mean? Uh, we would have to give up two cards if you don't like uh, give up a block. Okay. So so we hit you. So he's giving a power level two attack versus you. Okay. You can either give up two cards from your hand, your deck, or play a block card if you have one. You can't look. It's got to be the top two cards off the deck. You can't look through it, right? Right. Okay. What do you want to do? Oh. You're giving this up, which means you're giving oh. them backbreaker. <laughs> You've been backbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I have to do? You either play a block card to get rid of the attack, but uh-huh. you give it up. So you play it, so you give it to them. Then what do they do with it? They keep it in their in a stack over there that'll be all of our cards, and it's just used at the end of the game to determine how well you did. Hmm. That sounds awful. But you still win or lose on a pin. Okay, so I think I should do two cards then. Are you sure? Sure. No, but I sure. Know, okay. So okay, she gives so up I two cards card. from the top of her deck. So she gives up a leaping shoulder. I thought you think meant they went to the discard. Nope, they get given up. Yeah. Why didn't they give up just one card? You said give up two from the top of the deck. I thought they went into the discard. I, you if did I, not if I said discard, well. I would you say said, discard. Well. If I said give up, every time I've said it means go across the I, table to them. It's confusing. Good job, Lucas. Yeah. You've confused Nicole. All right. So <laughs> then I throw you out of the ring. Okay, so throwing. Let's talk about that. Because this is... Uh, you may move an adjacent rival up to three squares. Remember, your card's actions can be taken in any order. Yeah, and you can throw them in or out of the ring. So you can throw her. You can go one, two, three, and Nicole is thrown out of the ring. Okay. <laughs> I feel a little beat up. Well, yeah, you're being... You're getting beat That's up. Randy Orton slithering up like a snake. That's right. What's a Cena guy do? Just stand around high-fiving himself? I mean, he's like this military guy. He's like Mr. Johnny Football. Hmm. Isn't that how he's just... Wouldn't you describe him as Johnny Football? He's pretty... Pretty do-gooder. Yep. Okay. So All right. So uh, you also... You've also so stunned her, though. Because I she... Stunned. I know. No, because, because you did damage to her, your stun actually works. That's right. So now you get to play another card on top of that card, as if you had won with that card as well. Out of his hand? Yes. Wow. Is that terrible? Yeah. I know, you should have played that other card. I didn't know. You it didn't help me. stun. You said, are you sure? This I is, said, sure. This is part of the learning Lucas experience. Lucas helped This is the learning game. Exactly. Boom. Lucas tells you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of felt ganged up on, I'll tell you that. Why? Well, I don't know. Because you were on my team and you weren't <clears throat> helping me. I expected Lucas and Travis to gang up on me. Okay. That was their job. They did I know, their job. But I have to kind of help them gang up on you to start the game. I know, because none of us really knew how to play. Right, right. Now, just so you know, I found out. I did look this up. Daniel Bryan is who I was playing. Very forgettable. <laughs> What kind of name is that for a wrestler? I know. Next door neighbor guy. I know. Is who I he comes in wearing a little sweater and some sneakers. Hey, is that Daniel Bryan? <laughs> <laughs> he works at the library downtown. <laughs> <laughs> I played Daniel Bryan. He actually looks sort of like a lumberjack kind of guy, a big beard and stuff. I don't know. Eh, whatever. Doesn't sound like a librarian. <laughs> I know. Uh, so once, uh, as you can hear in this clip, the giving up cards, cards in this game represent your stamina. Mm-hmm. And they, you have a limited number of cards in your deck, and when you are damaged, you represent that damage or your hit points 
by giving up cards, like handing them to the other player and not getting them back. Mm -hmm. And you can do that either in your hand or from your draw pile. And you'll see precious cards go away, like block cards or whatever that's really important to you to keep it, you know, that are just kind of getting drawn away. It's almost like a reverse deck building game. Like you start with the deck and then you just kind of give them away for no good reason. (laughs) Right. Now, uh, Travis has already gone on the offense. Let's see if he can keep this up. All right, Nicole's in. All right. Turn one, Nicole. John Cena. Randy Orton at the ropes. He grapples. Nicole slams. So Orton's card goes to the discard pile. Nicole does a power four attack with a plus two setup to her next winning card. So you have to play a block card. He gives up a block card. Okay, Cole. So we flip over number two. Maneuver. Maneuver. It's a tie. So now the next card comes from the top of your deck and plays right on top of the other one. Oh, that sounds awful. Block. Blocks always lose. So technically you don't take any damage, but Nicole's card wins. Okay? And she can't do any damage. The stun doesn't go off. And the reversal doesn't even matter. And my setups are dead now? Nope. You're, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because it became a power four attack and he Lame. blocked it. Okay, so you play number three, but you won twice. Grapple, oh. grapple. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Lose. oh, these both get given up because you lost. Oh. <laughs> oh. His don't get given up because of what? Here outside of the ring still. We can't get you back in. Oh, I have to get back in. Yes. Until you get back in, every time you lose a card, you give it up. And because we did a tie, it just gives up even more. That sucks. I know. So what happens to these? That are... you've, still, you've still won. One. His block, you, you put your block in the discard pile because you lost the second one. So technically, you're still going to get to pin him if he doesn't move away, but he'll probably move away. So he does a power, one, power four attack versus you unless you can play a block and he also can move and throw. So what are you doing first? Um, power four. Okay, so he's going to do a power four attack against super you. Super picks. Super So she gives slam. him a block, block. so you don't <laughs> you don't do any damage to her. Now you can move one and throw her three up to three spaces. Okay, I'll throw it back in. Oh, well, so three spaces. That's how you count it. One, one two, three. So he throws you back into the ring. And you probably, you probably want to stay away from her. Stay away from her because she's going to pin you if you get next to her. I'm trying to help him. I'm trying to help him. He's learning the game. Don't get, don't get adjacent to her. You can go diagonal, but just don't be adjacent. So this, this, is, this board has like a, a ring with gridded off spaces all over it. Right. And you have your little wrestlers in there, and they kind of move around, and they count spaces, you know, based on this little grid. And you can move diagonally and orthogonally and all that. And you're getting thrown out of the ring, which there are spaces outside the ring, you know, four spaces or so around the entire ring that you can be thrown into as well. Right, which is where <laughs> I was. Right. Until he threw me again. He threw you back in. I know. But here's the bad news about... Still hurt. Okay, there's two things I want to, I want to mention here. Tied cards. So when you both play the same card, uh-huh. it doesn't just end there and you say, oh, it's a push, and you go to the next one. No, you have to have three resolved cards every turn. 
So you start picking up cards off the top of your deck and flipping them over, you know, just randomly off the top. You don't get to choose them. Yeah. And you keep comparing is. cards until you until one of you beats the other person. Now, outside of the ring, it's really bad to have that kind of thing happen because she, if you lose, you give up all the cards you lose. So if you just lost one card... You know, like if it was a... Because uh, if you're inside the ring, it would have gone into the discard. <clears throat> right. But since you're outside the ring, it goes out of the game. Right. Since, since, since like, for instance, strike beats grapple, uh, if you're on the outside of the ring, and you play a, you know, a strike and they play a grapple, they give you their grapple card and you put it off to the side because right. you take it from their deck. However, if you both play a grapple, you just keep t- drawing cards out until somebody wins, and then whoever loses, loses all those cards, which happened to you. Another thing that happens outside of the ring is you're not allowed to pin people. And we'll talk about pinning in a little bit, but it's it, it's it's how you win the game is pinning people. So you're not technically able to win the game as long as you're outside of the ring. That kind of made sense because in real wrestling, right. you have to be in the pin. Or in the pin. You have to be in the ring to, to win. Right. Now, so. at this point, we've just got you back into the ring, and let's see what you can make of that. So it's the end of the round. Nobody gets hit by anything. All these go to discard. And Nicole, you're tagging, right? Yes. Oh, Lucas, you are in big trouble, big show. Oh, Daniel Bryant, get that deck out of here. And you take all your discards and you shuffle them back into your deck. What about my hand? Yep, your entire hand, too. One, two, three. The entire hand goes back? Five. Oh, really? Six. Oh. Yeah, Except you for all shuffle the stuff it. Stuff I lost. Yeah. Oh, Nicole, you got beat up really bad. Yeah. That wasn't good. For that. <clears throat> that was not good. Okay. Oh my god. I didn't say anything. Oh my god. Okay. Let's do that there. Let's do this here and this here. Okay? That's what I'll do. Okay, glad I could help. You didn't even show me your cards. Tag team! <laughs> what? Here, no, I don't think you want to... You don't want to do this. Oh, you don't want to okay. But here's what. Here's the secret weapon right here. Mm. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. You'll find out. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. And then, mm-hmm. this is why I played that mm-hmm. one. Because in my hand, I got... Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. put... Which means I'll... Yep. You can't put block cards down here, can you? You can if you want. Absolutely. And what do they do, though? They basically just lose and negate the damage. <laughs> but they go to your discard pile instead of going getting given up. Okay. All right. So, in that time, you could hear. If you can end... Your turn, beside your adjacent out-of-the-ring, you know, waiting-to-be-tagged-in partner, you guys can switch positions. Right. And you, you just simply do that. You just, you know, switch the positions of the two figures. The person who has been playing picks up all their cards that they still own that haven't been given up, and the next person shuffles their deck and puts it into play and starts choosing cards. Right. And then you can hear a team that actually works together whispering in the background <laughs> about what their plans are while... <laughs> You tell me nothing and don't show me your cards at all. This is how I play games with you. I know. (laughs) We're such a team. Right. (laughs) 
But uh, and you There's also a hear a lot of whispering in this game, I'll tell right? You that. And you also hear us talk about block cards. Block cards can be used in response out of your hand to taking damage. Yeah, you can do that. But they also can be played down to the table. Now, in this case, you don't end up giving up a block card, but it's it's a nice thing to do because you, you you basically lose. So they still get to do all the other actions except damage you on their card, like right. moving and and getting bonuses to their next you know attack or whatever, or the next movement or whatever. They get to do all that stuff. Except damage you, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, it seems like it's time for Lucas and I to square off, and let's see what that sounds like, Nicole. Lucas, oh, what do you got? A strike, strike beats maneuver. Yeah, oh. mm, go get him. Move three. You can move diagonal too. Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's think about this. You want to do this? One, two, three. No. <laughs> okay, you can move how you want to move. Ooh, zigzag. <laughs> I like it. Okay, second round. Oh, wait, you got a... Uh, oh, yeah, now you have... That's a momentum move, so what happens is, is uh, if you bounce into the ropes, you can walk into the ropes. See, there's something you can do that I haven't talked about. With that momentum move, if you would, if you'd been in line with me, or you could end up adjacent to me, you could do as many spaces as the last time you bounced off the ropes. So right now, you could actually go one into the ropes and move all the way across the ring if you wanted to, because you bounce off the ropes and it gives you momentum and you can run across the ring. Do you want to do that? Okay. Okay. So you bounce and you move all the way across, and you can also keep bouncing and moving back and forth. It just basically you can end up by being against the ropes in a rope space. You could move anywhere you wanted. You could actually go like this. With this three move, you could go one, two, and bounce for your third and end up right here if you wanted. Mm-mm. So you got a lot of options with the rope moves. Now, I know everyone watching who's ever watched wrestling mm-hmm. has seen people bounce off the ropes and shoot across the ring. Yes. <laughs> okay. You don't like this. Why? I think it's a poorly thought out mechanic in the game. But people bounce off ropes all the time. Yeah, but you had people like bouncing back and forth and then you go here, then bounce, 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 and then five plus this, and I, then you get to I'm telling you, I've and... seen wrestlers bounce off the rope, run past someone, so try to clothesline them, miss the clothesline, continue running, bounce off the ropes again. Then the guy that they just tried to clothesline drops down to the ground and tries to trip them. They jump over the top of them. Then they bounce off the ropes again and they come in and the guy throws them. Here's the thing about that. So I've seen Even three in real runs. life. That back back when wrestling was thought to maybe be real, no, never. That was the thing that always made everybody go, "That's stupid. That's not real. No one would actually do that." (laughs) Bounce off the ropes. It's pointless. It looks kind of fun, but it's it's, (laughs) that was the part that broke it. It's the fashion over function, and no man would do that. Oh yeah. What if I needed a little more momentum so I could take you down? No. No. You'd do it from like. Two feet away, not five. Because by the time you get five feet away, then you're just on your own momentum. It well, just doesn't make sense. The, I'll tell you this. It made sense to me until the moment I was in a wrestling ring and I bounced up against the ropes and we're like, these are really hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> these don't bounce. No. These these just kind of lean a little bit. Yeah. It's all him doing it's that. It's not a rubber band. Right. It's not flinging you. It's not, you know. 
But in either way, this, this, this is to simulate the wrestling entertainment, and that's what it does. Yeah, but I just think that the way that it was done, I didn't care for it. Like, I can see, like, you can bounce once, but going back and forth, and then that gives you this extra momentum going all the way across the, the whole thing. It just, I don't like it. I think it's silly. That's okay. I don't, you don't like, like You don't like wrestling, so you don't count. <laughs> I like games. I know. Now, here's the thing. Lucas is bouncing all over the place. I know. And I need to slow him down. Okay, please do. Maneuver. Try, oh, but I have a reversal, and so I get to play a card out of my hand as I if it would beat you. Too. But that was on the last card. I play a reversal and I play a slam card instead. Oh. So I bounce off the ropes with my one move, move over to you, stop right there, and do a power level three attack against you. Don't worry, dude. We got the kick out. So, power level three attack. Okay, so you play a block card to me, so I get this card. So we get that. Or did we have this? Could we have just kicked out on this card? No. It's not a pin maneuver. Oh. So here's the bad news about the end, how I ended my turn. I used my move. I did my power level three, but guess what? I'm right next to you, and you've won two of the three. So I'm technically pinned right now, unless I can play a kick out to you, which I do. <clears throat> so I kick out. Those go to here, and it's ready for another round. Can you believe it, Nicole? What? So that is what these three cards are about. Yes. Okay? You have to have someone who's, like, in control at that moment. Because after those three cards, if you're whoever wins two out of three mm-hmm. will get a pinning action if they're adjacent to someone. Right. And the pinning action is just merely that they've somehow got you down to the canvas and are trying to pin you because every that's how wrestling matches end 90% of the time. Someone lays on top of another person, is able to hold their shoulders down to the mat for three count, which is not three seconds. It's more like six seconds. Yeah. Because it's like one, two, three, you know. Why do you hate me? Seconds You're just... aren't that short. Seconds are as short as you think. Oh, yeah? It's probably three seconds. Here, I'll look at my timer. One, two, three. That's about four. Okay, so it's four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> okay, so anyways, uh, so Lucas technically pins me, but I have, there's like a symbol at the bottom of the cards that doesn't do anything except kick out of a pin. Right. And you, I gave up that card, which, of course, you you now show that you're gone. not pinned, and he takes that, uh, that chance of kicking out. Mm-hmm. And there are not that many in your deck. No. Now, so Lucas actually won this, and there's no time for me to let out. I did actually win the last card. I did some damage to him, but right, I was able to like sort of slam him around a little bit, but he still pinned me, so I need to continue doing more damage to him. I was thinking this, this, then this. Okay. What do you think? Time. Not one of the cards that I said to do, but that's okay. I got the, I got the, ready? Round one. Round one. Maneuver. Maneuver. Oh, arm drag. Yeah. Maneuver. Slam. Oh, come on. Colossal slam. Oh, no. So you do a power five attack versus me, oh. and I block oh. it. Oh. 
bringing up all their block cards, though. That's terrible. We're losing this game, Nicole. I got four. <clears throat> all right. Uh, you still get to move one space if you want to, and you get a plus one on your next attack. No, you don't have a, you don't have a, the No, you can bounce. Card. You can always bounce. Oh. You can always bounce without an M? Well, yes. Because I could go. It's, a, it's just want, moving into the ropes. Because I just go one uh, it, bounce The M off. lets you do an attack based on how many spaces since your last bounce. The M's an attack. Mm. Oh, so you can always <clears> This little bounce. thing is an attack power. Mm-hmm. But you can, can always, bounce, you can always move into a rope and bounce all the way across the ring. Wow. Okay. Weird. Yep. You guys are getting ready to that tag like back it's... out again, aren't you? Maybe. Maybe. You better not. It's a matter big show. <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> All right, next one. Here we go. Strike. Grapple. Boom! It's a reversal. Oh, reversal? You said a strike. Maneuver. No. What? Maneuver beats... Beats grapple. Yeah, you're right. Never so I bounce off of here over next to you. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't, you don't, I didn't do any damage. I got a plus one on my next one. I springboarded over there towards you. Here we go. Last turn. Three. Turn it. Grapple. <sighs> grapple beats strike. Oh, no. This is bad for you. I'm doing a power level three attack plus one from my setup. So it's a power four attack. And you have a block card. I know that you want to play, don't you? Giving up that block card? Come on, Big Show. Give up your block card. (laughs) Yes. Ah, I love the smell of your block card. Now, here's the bad thing. I have actually beaten you twice of three times in this round. Two beats. You know what that means? He's going to try to pin you. I've pinned you. So you have to play a kickout card. Do you have a card in your in your hand that says kickout? That goes to me. <laughs> I got four anyway. Oh, yeah. All right. Next round. All right. So that's a good turnaround for us. I mean, momentum's sort of shifting back towards us. Yeah. Right? I still sound like I have no idea what's going on at this point. What are you talking about? Those two sound like they have something going on. Yeah, they were totally getting it. Yeah. Lucas was just all about the little bouncing stuff, too. See? He knew what was going on. He knew. But he was he was really lucky in his hand draw for his for Big Show. He was. Uh, he drew most of his defense cards up front. Yeah. So I, he was, I was draining all his defense cards out of his hand, but I wasn't really doing much to him. And I'm afraid that this is kind of set him up for a comeback at this point. Maybe. Okay, here we go. Round one. What you got? Get him, show. What do you got? Maneuver. Maneuver beats grapple. Grapple uh, goes to discard. Wait, we had a reversal. Oh, you have a reversal. That's what I played. But I have a reversal too. But mine won, so you get to reverse. So we get to play another card. Yep. But it has but it to has beat. To it has to beat maneuver. That part I learned. Good job, Nicole. Uh, what if it ties? You can't tie. It has to be. Can it? It has can to be a strike. Uh, right, you can't are, put those are those not. Are, those those are, aren't technically free. Those are out of play. play for good. Mm-hmm. We don't Got have nothing? a beat. We don't have a beat card. Discarded. Grapple's discarded. All right. So we get to move four, and we set up. Let me look at this second card again. See what's going on. 
Okay. Um, I bounce off the ropes. Actually, I don't need to. I'm going to go one, two, three, four to right there. He's running scared, show. That's right, show. I'm running scared. Do you think that's what I'm doing? I'm a wild man. Have you seen my beard? I'm wild. I'm like the modern-day hacksaw Jim Duggan. Shh. <laughs> Round two, show. Maneuver. 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 Oh, no. Get him. Strike. Grapple. Yeah. Strike. Oh, no. You had reversal. Oh, I had reversal. Oh. Hold on a second. Does that work? No. We have to just go until it's, until one of them beats the other one. Yeah, I can't do anything anyway. Let's just get out of there. Get out of there. Yeah. Running clothesline. <laughs> what do you got, Lucas? You got a power level two attack and a setup that can't do anything. Mm. You got nothing, show. Got nothing. Round three, show. Here we go. Grapple. Maneuver. Maneuver. Oh. Okay. You can do. You can move. New beats grapple. Are you going to throw, throw me? me. <laughs> where throw are you going to throw me? You get three spaces throw him out from where I'm ring. at. You're going to throw me one, two. Th- like, you can throw me out of the ring if you want. You can throw me out here. <laughs> throw him over here so I can come in. One, two, three. Is that what you want? Pin him over there in the corner so you I can throw get away from you. Is that where you want? Final answer. Okay, you guys won two of the three rounds, but I have to be adjacent to you to pin. Oh, we forgot about that. So oh, you, no, 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 no. Oh. You don't pin me. You <laughs> should have moved him right by us. So we I don't have, have to use any right cards. I don't have to use any cards. We messed up that time. That's okay, you messed though. up. That's all right. <laughs> That's okay. You got another effect. So once again, you have to remember that this is not just a card game. This is a miniature game mm-hmm. with card support. Yeah, you got to pay attention to where you're at. <clears throat> right. So if you end, you end the last round and you've won two and you throw me away from you and I end up away from you, you don't get to pin me. That's right. So that was that was a so big you error. Have no chance at winning in that round. <laughs> right, right. And so that was a, that was sort of an error. That was sort of like a wake up call. Now I had told him even on the recording we could you could hear us hear me tell him that I had to be next to them to pin. So that's okay that I call him out on that. They'll never forget at this point once you teach them a lesson. That's right. Speaking of t- teaching a lesson, it's time to open up for the big show. All right, round one. What do you got, Big Show? I got a slam. Strikes it out of there. Get it out of there. Okay, I move one, bounce off the ropes, go right next to you, and I do a power level three attack on you. Unless you can block it or give up three cards. You block that, Big Show? How many Big Show blocks do we have? All of them? Do we have all of them? I don't know. How many are there supposed to be? If there's four, then yes. Six. No, no, no. I don't have them all. Rats. Okay. So, uh, it's now round two. Slam! Blocked! Mm. You win, but you don't get any attack on me. You can still do the throw, and you still get your setup for the next card. Are you going to throw me? Yeah. Where are you going to throw me? I don't know. Three spaces. You throw me right here? No, no, no. I forgot you're... Just don't throw him. Don't throw me? Okay, round three. You ready for this? Slam. Oh, 
maneuvers out of there. Get it out of there. I get to move five before I do this. One, two, wait, I can't do that. Hold on. One, I bounce off the ropes. I go one, two, I go all the way across, bounce off the ropes again, and come all the way back to side of you. And that, that means since I bounced, I'd move one, two, three, four, five spaces. You have and to I move five. Yeah, I can move up to. I can move. I can move up to five spaces, and I, and this has a momentum effect. So however many spaces I've moved since I last bounced is how how many spaces I can do, and you can keep bouncing off the ropes as many times as you want. So I moved five, plus I have a setup plus one, so this is a level six attack. That's a big one. Level six, you got a block card? I hope you do. (laughs) You don't have a block card. What? What happened? Is that a block card? Okay, so he avoids the damage. Now, you are getting pinned because I'm right next to you. Do you have a kickout card in your hand? It'll have a little foot at the bottom. Oh Oh my god, God. that's all six of them. We got all his defenses now. That's it. (laughs) Big Show's defenseless. See, this is amazing because at this point we have... We have depleted everything Big mm-hmm. Show has, and we have a deck list. Every every character has like a little card that says like like a brief little summary of who they are, what's significant about them in wrestling. But it, uh, it also lists out how many strikes, how many grapples, how many defense cards, etc. that they have. And we have de- depleted Big Show of all of his defense cards. Like I said, Lucas got really lucky and he got all of his defense cards up front, which has saved him from losing a ton of points. But at this point, he has got, he has just set up. He's teed up, and he's just going to start losing cards like crazy. Every time he loses, he's going to have nothing he can do about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's that's that kind of like I said, that stamina thing can also work in two different ways. It's not just how dent you know how big your deck is. It also I can look at your character card and go, oh well, you're out. Mm-hmm. Look what I have. You're depleted. <clears throat> Which is you know sort of a tell for both players. It's kind of interesting at that point. So Big Show tags out and he brings in Orton right away, and this is what happens. You're in such trouble. You ready? You ready for the slam? So leave that on the table. You won that oh, round. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Next one. Slam out of nowhere. Reversal. Mm. Block card. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have to win. I can't play that. I can't do a reversal because I can't beat a slam. Yeah. So you win that one. Now you get to do the RKO out of nowhere. I cannot believe that, Nicole. Oh, you no. I did try to cheat. I have to win the card. I forgot. I didn't actually cheat, though. You got super excited over nothing. Because I went one, two, diagonal three. Oh, no, I need to be adjacent to mm-hmm. Yeah, just go over next to me. You, you've got a huge one, card coming two, up. three. Okay, obviously, when you do your power attack in a second, I give up a block. And you do no damage, which means I don't get stunned, which means you don't play another card. <laughs> now, Nicole. He won two. Yes, so I'm pinned, unless I can play a kickout card. Yeah. Oh, that's a terrible thing to have happen, Nicole. And I didn't tag you in. Nope, thanks for that. I thought about moving you down, but all my cards were cool. So, basically, Lucas got out of the ring, and uh, Travis got in and just started killing me. Mm-hmm. And, and once then again, he tried to cheat. 
<laughs> How did I try to cheat? You tried to do the reversal if and you I couldn't cor- win. You know that if I correct myself, I didn't try to cheat, right? Well, you were hoping we wouldn't notice. These accusations are completely unfounded. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in and he starts, he starts beating me up really bad. Now remember, to tag in and tag out, I have to be right next to you. Yeah. And I keep not positioning myself next to you because yeah. I, I keep thinking, well... I'll move on the second and third card, and then I lose the second third card. And not get to move. And don't move over to you. Right. You know, I keep counting on, on winning either the second or third card and not getting it. So in the meantime, I'm just standing there going, hey. Right. And right now, hey. I've, I've given up a kickout card, and I'm really desperate to get out of the ring because I'm not exactly you know doing great. No. But I think my luck's about to turn. What about you? You think so? Usually win, so maybe. Oh, all right, round one. Strike. Grapple. Oh, my God! <laughs> now I'm in trouble. You do a power level three, and you have a setup. I'm gonna... Oh, this sucks. I'm gonna give up this card. And... So I give up this one. I have to give up three. On the new one, two, grapple, three, strike. Are you losing, baby? Yeah, he just smashed me. Wow. He did a reverse suplex on me in the corner. Second round, maneuver. Maneuver beats grapple. Finally. So I bounce here, go all the way over to here, and then bounce back to right here. And I'm set up for two. (laughs) I don't know why I went all the way across the ring. Doesn't matter. I think. Hold on. Nope. I bounce all the way over to cross the ring right there. Now I've won, Nicole. Just just go here, please. Okay. Okay. Last round. Strike. So this goes, This is discarded, right? Yeah. Slam! Superplex! And you know what he gets to do? Bounce off the ropes and run all the way across the whole ring. Oh, man. And he gets to throw me out of the ring if he wants to. Well, after he hits you for four damage. <sighs> this is terrible. I can't do that one. I need to keep that one. One, two, three, four. That was stupid. Oh, we got a strike. Maneuver. Blocking. So you've pinned me now, and you get this card as well. It's a kick out. That was the worst round I've played Why so far. Why did you keep that piece of crap card? Because you don't know if a kick out's going to come out of here. He was going to pin me this turn. Oh, my gosh. You would have had three of them. I didn't know. Almost there were three of them I didn't there. know. You don't cards. get to be mean to me. That's a gamble. Why are you losing? You're I losing. I counted on you. Don't worry, I'm coming to tag you in right now. Well, don't this is do ridiculous. That. I I, suck at if this. I could just win the third round ever, I would tag you in. Now I'm just gonna tell you, this is really similar to what happens in wrestling matches when somebody screws up, his tag partner starts yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, don't do that. And yeah, he's keeping me from tagging you in completely. And yeah. I just I just lost like seven cards that round. <laughs> that was your own fault. You did. You, you instead of like you could have used like one block card that you had or a kick out or whatever it was, and instead you gave up right. four cards. It was nuts. It was very silly. I, I had already lost two rounds, and I didn't know if a kickout was going to come up. 
Yeah, but it would have. It was a gamble, and you lost. Right, and of course they threw me away from you, so I couldn't get near you. Nope. <laughs> so I'm, I'm even farther away. But I'm on the ropes, and this is wrestling, so truly anything can happen. Grapple. Maneuver. Boom! Set up, set up, set up. Oh. Reversal. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so you still win that, and you get three a plus three setup to your next thing that you do. Okay, part three. Slam! Oh my gosh. Strike. <laughs> <laughs> Set up, set up, set That's up. A six. Power three, six. There's oh. your block to get rid of it. But you have to move to to be next to me. So you want to be here or here to be or here? Which one do you want to do? Here. Okay. So that's where you take you do the move from, and I block it. Mm-hmm. And now you've won two of three because again you've got a slam. So. You pin me, and I don't have a kickout card in my hand. So, one, two, two. oh, God. Here it is. Three. It's over. It's, it's over. I got pinned. It's over. Oh, my God. Randy Orton. <laughs> with the Garvin stomp. Garvin oh stomp. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is the best part of the game. One of the coolest things Heck is yeah. that if you get pinned and you don't have a card with a kickout symbol, which is a little boot print, uh-huh. in your hand, you then start drawing cards randomly from the top of your deck, and you have three cards that you get to draw, and if one of those have a, has a kickout, you kick out of the, the pinning. Right. Otherwise, you actually lose the match, and that's that's a really tense moment. There it is tense. It's like, it's <laughs> It's pretty fun. So even though we lost, I still love the ending. Yeah. You know? uh, but here's the deal. We actually played a second full game. Now, we don't, we're don't. we not going to play all the clips from that, but I think we should probably just showcase some highlights, don't you? Okay. All right. Here are those highlights. Who's up first? Me. Well. What? Well, it's the big show. Yes, it's the big bad show tonight. We have to edit that out, too. (laughs) I'll do yours. When in Rome you do like the Romans do, you play like the Romans do together. You're all invited, so come this way. You're gonna meet the Roman holidays. I don't think that's really a song. It is really a song. (laughs) Gotta give that up, or it's seven cards. How many cards are you getting rid of? All three of those? And four from the deck? Oh my god! (laughs) That's the biggest attack. Two and then five from the deck. Oh my god, that's the biggest attack we've seen. Three, four, five. Oh man. Man, that Thank was you. brutal. That's all right, dude. Oh, Nicole, that was awesome. Look, I can't follow in your footsteps and lose. Thanks for doing awesome. Throw him to right here, mm-hmm. and you pin him two to one. Okay. You gotta play a kickout card. You gotta start counting them off the top, then. Oh, here we go! Come on. How many? <laughs> three Got cards. Three. One. No kick out. Two. No kick out. Three. Come on. 
God! No yeah. kicker! <laughs> the big show is pinned day. by Roman Reigns. That backfired quickly. Oh, man. Yeah. I finally won something. That was a terrible one. That was there better. you go. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, we won the second game. We did. See? And you needed that, it didn't was, you? I did. And it was me winning of that one. <laughs> so, that is... I couldn't count on you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We'll wrestle right after we get done recording. <laughs> okay. The, uh, uh, so, what did you like about this game? Okay, I like the rock, paper, scissors aspect to it. As simple right. as it is, it's uh-huh. still kind of fun. Right. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I like uh, that that three count is exciting, like mm-hmm. really exciting. Right. Um, just, you're just, I don't know, you've gone through so much to get there. Right. And then it seems like it's such a short amount of time to end it all, but that's kind of how it really is. Right, that's how wrestling is. Yeah. It's such a simplistic little, yeah, okay, I, that's it, you yeah. know? I think I think that's, honestly, I think the three count is the hands-down best part of this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the the best. Fun. And I think that, another thing is, it's pretty simple to teach. It's not that bad. Everybody can kind of understand, and they have, like, little diagrams on the side of the board that show what beats what. Oh, and yeah, so, yeah. so it's, it's very simple. You've got a hand of, like, five cards, and you choose three of those five cards, and you put them down in the order you want to play them. Yeah, you're never worried about, wait a minute, what beats what? Because it, it is. Right. It's all over the place. And then it simplifies it so much when all you do is flip that card and you say, do I win or not? If you won, you you work out the actions on the bottom of your card. If you don't, you do nothing. You just let the other guy work out his actions. Well, and there's not a ton of actions that you can do at the bottom either. There's there's the movement. Right. There's the, the weird bouncy thing that I didn't like. The maneuver thing. Yeah, I don't there's like There's a that. turnbuckle jump thing that we never even got to do. Oh. No, I didn't. We there didn't was like that. one, if you're in a space, like a turnbuckle space, you can get up on the turnbuckle, leap three spaces off of it, and do damage with that. Okay, so that'd be like the corner? Right. Okay, thank you. Right. There's one of those. Uh, there's a setup, like a plus whatever number for a, the next strike card that you win. And there's also yeah. a setup for the next maneuver uh, that you do, like movement uh, action you get to take. Right, which kind of just builds up. It gives you like a little extra power on your next move or a little right. extra right. speed burst or whatever. Right. So that, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the miniatures, yeah. actually, because I think I think that really helps bring it to life. I think right. if it was just a card game, it would definitely be lacking. Um, I like that you have to be next to each other to pin right. and having all the movement and stuff. I like them because they're bigger than average. Like, I'm really used to, like, a 28 millimeter or a 32 millimeter, which is, like, your Games Workshop size miniature. Okay. Like a Warhammer miniature. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and these are considerably larger than that. Oh, I didn't really notice one way or the other on Well, they that. are. Okay. They are. Trust me. I trust you. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was really cool. I think that the, the movement around the ring was simple enough. It would be really easy to bog down in minutia moving around that ring. And I kind of thought about it, like, you know... Why aren't they, you know, calculating some sort of time to stand back up? And why don't people go prone? And and I, I was I was kind of sitting there worrying about that, and then kind of realizing that you know most of the time no, people that would bog the game down. Right. It would it would it would lessen the experience, I believe, if they did something. Well, yeah. Like that. It's not like the announcer goes, "Okay, and he's <laughs> standing back up. Okay, he's up to his knees." Right. And there he's upright. Okay, good job. Well, I mean, that's they do that. It's very obviously part of the drama in 
wrestling matches, like in these these acts that they put on, that they stumble oh, to their like knees they're... and they try to get up. And right as the guy's about to do like a finishing move, they suddenly move out of the way or they stand up really quick and they hit him instead. You know, they do these kind of. Yeah, but that's a showmanship thing <laughs> right. and it would just bog down the game. Right. I think I think that would probably slow down the game. So I yeah. think I, I'm, I'm OK with them leaving that out. And what did you dislike about this? The freaking bouncing. I you hated, hated that. The bouncing I hated thing. the bouncing. Even though that's a part of wrestling. I don't like it. Completely. I'll give it, like I said, I'll give him one bounce and that's I've it. I've seen three I in the ring often, especially a, in, in Lucha like Libre wrestling. It's all over the place. Well, I don't watch that. Well, I mean, they have it. In, like in, Nacho Libre? Like that's the luchador wrestling, like like Mexican wrestling. The real version of the. Right. They, they do rope bounces like crazy. Well, then they're goofy. <laughs> what I didn't like is this. This needs stories. And the thing that I watched wrestling for was the storylines. I need some sort of motivation. Now, obviously, I could pretend and come up with some sort of motivating kind of reason. But it seems like it would, it would benefit would from that. that. I don't know. Maybe some sort of card or maybe one of those spiral binders like, like Agents of Smirsh or something like that. I don't know. And have like a storytelling wrestling match? Why not? That's what the real version is. The real version makes you care even more because you know why they're fighting. They don't just throw two guys in there for no reason. Almost ever. I think this is kind of like, more like high school wrestling or something. There's no storyline there. This is WWE superstars. And WWE has storylines to back up this, you know, facade of, of fighting that they put on. Well, you know, and that's part of this, too, though, that I I don't think that we paid enough attention to was, like, even the names of the moves that was happening. Travis did a really good job with that. He was yeah. saying, you know, whatever his little special fancy move was. And I never did that. The RKO. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and half the time I was going, what is he talking about? Is he just, like, he's just making stuff up? No, he was reading the stupid card. Right. I never read the card. If it's a grapple, I did grapple. I didn't look at the right. rest of it. Right. Um. Because I think that the movements, it was a little distracting from the rest of the card. Mm-hmm. So they, even if they had put more storyline in there, maybe put it on each card or something, I don't know that you would have paid attention to it. I don't know. I, I think building up into the match might have helped or something like that. Or having some sort of random occurrence during the match. So-and-so runs in and interrupts the match, you know? That I would have been okay with. But that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. That, those are yeah. the storylines that, that they do all the time. That would be kind of so cool. So-and-so finds a chair under the ring, you know? Yeah, there were no chairs. Someone pulls out a secret weapon, out of, you know, knuckle, brass knuckles out of his tights. Well, that'd you be know? horrible. No, but they do that. Having the, brass knuckles in your tights? They do that. Oh, that'd be dangerous, wouldn't it? They usually have them in their waistband, and they'll just pull them out when the ref's not looking and punch the guy in the face, and then they immediately throw down? them out of the ring. They don't. <laughs> These are tights, <laughs> tight, not tight. looses. We wear tight tights. No. Um. All right. But uh, the one thing, I, another thing I'll say I didn't like about this was I don't think this is a two-player game. And I don't think it's a three, like a three-on-three three or a two-on-two. Two. I think this is a one-on-one game. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And that while we're you playing can't this do, game. You can do up to a six-player <laughs> game and have, right. you know, three-person tag right. match against three other people. Right. But while one person's playing there, the others are gonna, everybody else is just standing right. around going, oh, okay. While you're listening to these clips, you're, you're hearing the action, and the action sounds fun, and the action is fun if yeah. you're playing. If you're watching the action, it's just this this boring kind of thing. I mean, you're okay with it. It's, it's kind of fun, but you're really just hoping they tag you back in again so you can play cards, too. Mm-hmm. 
Because you're not playing cards while it's happening. That's by design. You just sit there and watch. Now, the game comes with multiple versions of matches. (laughs) And you can do one called the Gauntlet, where you just all get in there and free-for-all each other. You know? Why didn't we do that? Because we wanted to do a tag match. I don't know why. Why did we want to do a tag Who wanted to do a tag match? I wanted to do a tag match because... Okay, okay, then say that. Specifically this, because I wanted Travis to be able to help Lucas play the game and make sure it was going to work. And once he understood the game, I didn't want to mix it up too much. I just wanted him to be able to play the game again with a different character. Hmm. Don't get mad at me. But I'm saying grappled. I'm saying that this is a one-on-one game or a free-for-all. Grappling would have had a better hook. The gauntlet? Oh. You're saying grappling? I don't even know what you're saying. Because it was grappling (laughs) maneuvers. I got confused. (laughs) Okay. And I got the joke in my head, and it was too late. It came out of my mouth. Right. So here's here's the deal. Just stomp on my day. (laughs) What what else did you dislike about this? Anything? I didn't know there were other, other... So what else was there? There was the gauntlet. There was the tag team. Is there something else? That you're not telling me about? I, I think there were just like three modes. Huh. I know nothing of such things. But there, there is like, they, they actually kind of like tell you in the back of it, hey, if you combine a bunch of these together, you can create like a wrestling season. You know? See, that's cool. I didn't know about that. And they, and they have, and remember when we, took, when we started the game, they actually come with little bonus cards that we culled out of our decks. We removed them at the start. They had these little gold emblems on them. Those cards can yes. be earned in over the course of many matches and put into your deck and have like and there's like, like there's not a ton of them. There's like six. Yeah. But you can kind of boost your deck up with these extra block cards, etc. Hmm. So that is in the box. Okay. Which is okay. That would be interesting. Right. <clears throat> Another thing I say that I didn't like is that I I know that they used modern wrestlers that are currently wrestling. But I think that I really need more, either more wrestlers. More wrestlers would be great. More wrestlers would be great. And I'd specifically, they need to bring in some of the legends. Like, well, I, I would say John Cena is probably a modern legend, but Big Show is I've a... I've never heard of him. He, he's he's a modern legend. Well, I'd never... That's what I'm saying. I've never heard of him. I've <laughs> okay, heard of Big well, Show. Well, he's a huge name. He's bigger than Big Show. No. At this point. Yes, no, he is. No, he's not. Have you yes, seen how is. tall Big Show is? No, I'm saying he's the popularity-wise, <laughs> smart mouth, the, uh, the, John Cena is a, a, a more popular wrestler than the Big Show. Okay. The Big Show is fine, and, and he's been around for a while, but I would say, you know, I would say that, of course, this needs something like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The is Rock. Is he still in it? They not they don't really wrestle, but they they've if were they were they gonna, part of the WWE. Yes. Okay. Well, then yeah, you're right. Everyone was part of the WWE at some point because they bought all the wrestlers. What about Hulk Hogan? Yes. Really? Yes. Andre the Giant. Yes. He was around that long. Yes. Keep going. Um. Who else? WWF has been going since like the '60s, so just keep going. Well, WWF. This is E. That's they just changed it because the World Wildlife uh, Foundation Federation decided pandas were important. Decided that they had the name beforehand and they were going to take them to court after they'd had the title for thirty years and the wild, you know, Wildlife Federation or whatever foundation had it for forty, and they finally took them to court because they were like, I think we can finally get enough money off these guys. Wow, that's horrible. <laughs> and so they changed it to World Wrestling Entertainment instead of World Wrestling Federation. So have any more pandas survived as a result? I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. It's your least favorite animal. <laughs> I know. Huh. But so everybody has is in some way been affiliated with them. Any big name, Ric Flair, Sting. But could it be no, all no, no, no. My question though would be because they were in it when it used to be, 
would they still be eligible to be in a WWE they, they can, game? They can represent their icons, I think, because they they had they shared like There's some sort of copyright. There's probably some legal problem with it. I doubt it. This is the thing. They've said that they have plans on doing some legacy characters. Okay. Okay. Well, as long as you say that. <laughs> But they said that it depends on how successful this is, and I don't think it's going to be that successful. Well, because there's not that many. It's a it's a very specific type of game, right? Most board gamers, I don't think, would be like wrestling game. Totally, I should play it. And the I next think most people night. who dig wrestling aren't going to be like board game. Heck yeah, they'll be like, I buy more wheat to feed my family, and I'll be like, slam. <laughs> it's just it's a very <laughs> odd matchup. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't dislike it. I think it's kind of cool. <clears throat> I just like parts of it. Okay. Well, I'm talking about needing more guys in it. It needs more guys. That, that's what I need. I, I need more guys, and I would like uh, I would like some more variety of matches because there's a countless varieties. There's table matches and ladder matches and all kinds of other matches that that are not represented in this. I would like hardcore matches in this, so you could use weapons on each other and mm-hmm. stuff. That'd be hilarious. What? And then you can have like a little bloody face card and you're out for a turn. <laughs> That'd be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nicole. So what do you give this game? What's your out of five? <clears throat> okay. Oh, you hate it. I don't. I you don't, can give it whatever you want. Go ahead. I kind of have to go with like a two. Okay. But that's based on not having played the, what was it? Did you say I was screwing up? Not the grapple, the... What was it called? What are you talking about? The other kind of match. Well, you could do a one-on-one match. The tag. It's not the tag team. The other one. The gauntlet. Gauntlet. God, why can't I remember that? I don't know. Okay, but I haven't done that, so right. I, I you know, and we haven't played it just the two of us. Right. So based on my experience of of a four player game and sitting out for over half of it and just watching you not so the, the cards the that I chose. So the four player game is a two. What? How much fun were you two. having when you were playing it without me with me on the outskirts? Three. Yeah. And see, that's where I think it is. I think it's a three. And I think as a multiplayer tag match, it's a two. And I think that if they added more stuff, they might be able to get a four out of it. I don't think this will ever be a five. No. <laughs> but I think it's a solid. But I think it has I, I think it has a weird potential. I think it it's one of those that could lead people that wouldn't necessarily have interest in the hobby because of games like Agricola right. or, you know, you're doing what you're gathering wool. Yeah. You know, um, well here I'll to to get different types of people potentially interested in games. Let I think me, it has let me put it out there like that. this: I think this game is more fun than Ultimate Warriors. That was the other little wrestling game. That was the game the... where we had monsters and we had card decks with numbers and stuff like that, and we were trying to. Yeah, we only played that like the one time. And there's dice in that one too, but it's very. It feels like very similar, and I would say this is a way better game. I would that. agree with that. I'll agree with that. Okay. Well, and uh, so how hard is this to teach to somebody, like a non-gamer? Well, as long as you don't go for the bouncy rope parts, I'd say it's a two. I'd Rock, say, paper, I'd scissors say, is easy. I'd say it's almost a one. I'd say probably a no. two. No. If, if, if they took out, like, honestly, the card play is a one, and if you add the miniatures in, it barely pushes it up to a two. As well, far when as you consider that there was also the, 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 what did you call it, the little corner thing that we didn't even Turn do? Buckle? We didn't do that. <laughs> But I all don't these know all are the on terms. a little legend at the bottom corner. 
Yeah, but we didn't even do that. And then I like, I, the the motion stuff, the maneuvering, <clears throat> I, I, it just kept screwing me up on how many play, like spots you were supposed to actually be able to move. You could have been cheating your butt off, and I, I would have had cheated. no idea. <laughs> no, I would have never known, though. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You could have. I wouldn't have known. All right. Well, it we basically say if you play this one player one-on-one or you play it as a free-for-all, it's, it's a solid three. It's a two to teach. And that is WWE Superstar Showdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you looking so mean? You're so glum looking. I need to fight now. <clears throat> All right. No, well, just... we're not going to fight. So glum looking. Whatever. <laughs> but guess what, Nicole? What? We got another question. Thank goodness. Now, I believe Jeff wrote us again. It was Jeff. Yep. And he has asked us, do you prefer to read through and solo play a game to learn the rules, or do you watch online walkthroughs, or a combination of the two, or neither? If the online path, do you have a favorite? So, Nicole learns rules almost never. That's true. And if she's going to learn the rules, I can almost guarantee you're watching a video aren't you usually okay what's your favorite video series to watch i don't have a favorite because here's what i'll do i'll just like start like i'll put in the title of whatever game that i want to learn and they've got about 10 to 12 seconds (coughs) to get my attention otherwise i'm going to turn it off and change to the next one 10 to 12 seconds of patience. Sometimes, yeah. Wow. Well, okay, maybe it's a little up to 30. 30 is <laughs> like my max. If you don't have me in the 30 seconds, mm-mm, I'm out of there. Wow. I don't know why. I don't know. It's like, and I'm, I'm, I'm being fair. I'm t- saying from when they actually start explaining the game. Not yeah. like the, here's my intro. Oh, your intro's stupid, turning you off. I'm not that shallow about it. Okay. But once they start talking about it, I have to feel like I'm getting something out of it. Now, the one that I've probably watched the most is Rotto. Okay. However, sometimes I can't watch him. It depends on how much he involves his wife, who's never actually in the video. If he involves her too much, I have to turn it off because it bugs the crap out of me. It's like she's not there. She's not doing anything. And you keep going back and forth. Okay, okay, Jen's going to do this. No, Well, if she does this... No, okay, she's going to do this. Oh, my God, she's not even there. Stop it. Drives me nuts, and I have to turn those off. Okay. If he doesn't do that as much, then I think he does a pretty good job on teaching most games. All right. Um, What's that other guy that we watched? He's pretty good, too. Rodney Smith? Yes. He's pretty good. Yeah, he does the Watch It Played series. It's just a little slow, though. On okay. those sometimes. So you watch videos, they have to capture your attention quick. If they talk about someone who's not there, you won't watch them, and you usually watch Rado. Unless he talks about his wife who's not there. <laughs> I know. I'd love to see her actually in a video. <laughs> She's in videos. I never see those. I've seen her selling beads at a convention before. Well, that's different. I don't <laughs> care about matter. that. Okay, so 
I read through rules instead of watching the videos. Most of the time, if a video is going to actually teach me well enough that I can teach someone else, I've found that videos don't do it. They just don't. It doesn't sink in. I miss a lot of points. They seem to breeze through specifics that are very important and, and don't have an emphasis on them, like enough emphasis that I can retain it. Or that I realize mm-hmm. this is absolutely important. So I miss these key moments and kind of just gloss over them. So I have to read the books. I, I have usually, to. Well, I usually have the book with me when I'm watching the video. <laughs> On top of that, I'm at the point right now where I can learn probably a 10-page game in about 30 minutes. Yeah. We've okay? taught a lot of games. Right. So it it honestly, these, these most of these videos are 30-minute videos. Yeah. Well, if I can do 10 pages in 30 minutes, most of those videos are not going to help me. The time that I need help is when I finish all the pages in the book and I look at the board and I start trying to play and I start trying to reference the book and I'm still not getting it. Then I need videos. Like Robinson Crusoe was one of those games like that, where if I didn't have videos, I would have never figured that out because that book is pathetic. You know, it just is. I'm sorry. And uh, so I have to read them and I solo play a little bit. I don't I usually don't finish the game, but I will solo play I would say at least two or three turns of the game to get a sense of how it flows together and also kind of get a sense of how the, the parts are going to come together as you play. Because I have to be able to tell someone on the first turn, hey, you might want to focus on this because later on this thing in a couple turns, this is going to become really important. And I like to give that information up to people because I want I want to feel like I'm playing an experienced player as soon as possible. Yeah, but you say that, <clears throat> but you'll say it in such a manner that we'll totally miss it. <laughs> I wish I wish you wouldn't. But and then honestly, you'll be like, I said that. And it's like, you, no. you just kind of said it's a deadpan. I'm telling you that I, I, I've i listened to the recordings and I've said it three <laughs> times and you will still miss it because I watch all of you. None of you are looking at me and you're all staring at your phones. Not you're, always. You're, I'm just saying um, you're staring off into the distance or you're just sitting there looking at the ceiling or you're looking at your guy. You're not paying attention to what I'm saying. You're not learning. And you do the exact same thing. I swear. <coughs> that's why That's why I usually don't learn the games. Because if I'm responsible to try and teach it, oh my gosh, I, I don't have the patience to teach it. Right. Seriously, I just want to yell at you and smash your face into the table every time you don't listen to me. Right. Thankfully, you're not like that. <laughs> that's why you teach the games. Right. So I, I usually don't use online videos at all. Now... I've used Rado, his presentation, and it's just it's just my personal preference, is too broken up. He doesn't have a, a clear teaching method. It doesn't seem like there's any sort of formula to it or any kind of way for me to understand it. It just seems to jump all over the place. And he's talking about thinking about what he's thinking about and all this stuff. And it just kind of, it doesn't. It but doesn't read like a rule book to me, so does, it, it breaks up. What he does that I like about him, though, is he actually shows a, the progression of a turn. Right. That's fine. But I don't learn like that. Oh, I do. I have to read the instructions, and mm-hmm. that doesn't feel like the instructions. That just feels like someone giving me sporadic, spastic ideas. And, and it's just, it's it's frustrating. I get frustrated before I actually learn anything, and I stop listening. Maybe that's where we need to compromise. <laughs> you need to start taking... Like, do what you do to learn it, but then when you try and teach it, go through a turn. So if I was going to give my preference between the two, back to what I was saying. Sorry. 
I would pick I would pick Rodney Smith's Watch It Played mm-hmm. because Rodney does his almost like a rule book. But that being said, he had a walkthrough for Mice and Mystics, and I was really t- like tight on time, and I watched it in preparation because I was doing it. I was watching it while I was watching some like doing some other things or trying to get ready for people to come over to play it for Matt and Brianna, and it was awful. Like I it missed some. Like that was points. where I started talking about those emphasis emphasis things. Yeah, he was he, he. When I went back and rewatched it, all the points I was missing that were important, he they were there. There was just no emphasis, and it was just sort of glossed over in amongst a, another couple of ideas. And I just didn't I didn't quite catch them. Huh. And it kind of made the first game really difficult. Remember, we didn't we didn't record the first game. We played the first game. Yeah, and we recorded the second game. Right. And I, I had tried to use that, and I had ended up, I ended up having to, in preparation for the second game, just to read the rule book like I normally would. And of course, at that point, I had all the answers. And the reason I need all the answers, and the reason I can't have random sporadic ideas, is because the questions from the table, even if I go through the turn, are still just going to kind of flying at me, and I either have all that all that information in my head, or I don't. And if I don't, it's going to frustrate all the players, and I see it. Nobody cares if you have to do a rule check as long as you know where to look. <laughs> but if I if I listen to a video, I don't. Oh. That's what I'm saying. So I read the rule book. The, oh. I find the rule book is a much better way. It's a much quicker way. Like you can even hear in this playthrough this week how many rules I'm throwing out for the game. I'm not referencing the book. I'm talking. Um, people are like asking me questions about how the wrestling game works, and I'm throwing out the answers one after another after another because I have to have almost a perfect recollection of the rules in order to make it a smooth game. Well, I guess for me, in the end, too, I'm one of those people that if I learn something, then I need someone else to come back and say, I tell them everything I learned, and they go, Yep, that's it. That's, and that's kind of what videos do for that's me. That's where the solo play comes in. The solo <laughs> oh God, play. God, no, can, that's boring. I'm saying the solo play confirms all of the rules I think that I understand. And then I go through the solo play, which I don't, like I said, I don't play the whole game. I play for about a half an hour. I get to see how it sets up, what all the pieces are. That, that gives me all that familiarity. And then it also uh, sort of solidifies and makes, you know, all that, all that information into like a cohesive memory. So you do like everything. I have to. You're or else amazing. I have to, or else it won't happen. <laughs> we love you, Fred. You're right. Yeah, right. So okay. that's there. You go. Uh, the I learned ninety percent of the games here at our house, and I don't use online videos almost at all. And Nicole l- learns ten percent, and she absolutely does. Well, I do it as a confirmation that I know what I'm talking about, or right. if or if I'm getting confused on part of it, then I'll I'll watch it. Right. And Nicole's favorite online way to learn is Rado runs through it, <laughs> and mine is watch it played. Though I don't use it. Okay. So there you go. Uh, now it is Christmas Day when this episode releases, Merry and Christmas. I just thought I briefly. I mean, at this point, we're over two hours, so I got to briefly <laughs> discuss <laughs> what uh, what we do on Christmas. And it's just, it's not that ridiculous. It's just slightly different than other people. We just have a couple ideas. Right. Maybe it'll help other people too. So this is all stems around, it's mostly selfish desires, okay? So it all stems stems around the fact that on Christmas Day, you wake up in the morning and you rush through the morning trying to get ready because you have to go over to somebody's house. Now, then you're stuck with this idea of, do I take the presents I'm giving to the person I live with over to the other person's house and give it to them in front of those people? Or do I go ahead and 
not do that, open the presents right now, not do anything, barely throw the wrapping paper away, and then continue hurrying on and not really give the time or, or you know, or the real, you know, care about any of the things I just got or any of the things I just gave. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're stuck with that. <clears throat> then you go to this other person's house and you spend, you get more presents over there. You eat dinner. You don't really do anything with the presents over there. And you spend all day just kind of running and gunning and just trying to rush through this whole thing and trying to, you know, have all this family time. And then at the end of the day, you come back home and you're like, whew, I'm glad that was over with. And that's kind of how it ends up feeling. So in order to alleviate that kind of feeling, you and I decided that we would start having our Christmas on the 24th. Or 26th or whatever day we could manage right. it. Which, Most of the time it's the 24th. Yeah, the past few years we've been able to manage it on the 24th. <laughs> now that means that we actually have to make sure that we're both off on the 24th. Mm-hmm. And we wake up and we have, we've got sort of a routine going. And it's not absolutely routined out, but it's just we have our, our method Well, the now. first thing is... The first thing we do is we we actually we only have these those Pillsbury cinnamon rolls once a year, With and so we big wake up gooey ones right. So oh. we wake up and we have those, but it's only once a year, so it's really really special. If you don't do that at all during the rest of the year and you do it on Christmas on Christmas Eve only, it feels really special when you have a cinnamon roll. Yeah, those, yeah, literally, those are the only time we ever have cinnamon rolls. We don't get them at the mall or anything like that. Right, we completely refuse them from our from our diets. <laughs> <laughs> that we can we can make it Christmas Day special for our Christmas Day. Yeah. Right? Uh, the next thing is we do actually give our presents away almost immediately after eating these rolls, and the reason is is because we found out because <laughs> we like it when our hands are sticky. It it sticks to the paper right. and opens them better. Right. Just kidding. Go right. ahead. Right. There you go. <laughs> now we've been we've been gamers of one sort or another for a long time. So what we found out was what what we really wanted to do was take some time with whatever we got, and we give each other games like crazy. We have for years, video games and and board games, Mm -hmm. you know? And so one of our favorite things to do is right after that to get our presents and immediately get to play with our presents Mm -hmm. and have fun with stuff. And not have to rush off to wherever. Right. And we are in a no schedule. In fact, we may not even get out of our pajamas for the whole day. Oh, likely no. Okay. Well, no, we will because we'll have to take the dog for a walk. Right. Now, but not back when. Well, yeah. But so the, another I've been doing thing, this a long time. Right. So another thing we do is we decided that we would like to have a Christmas dinner at some point, but we need to have more food in between the cinnamon rolls and dinner. So we would have some sort of like snack plate in the middle of the day, but it wouldn't just be any snack plate. It's going to be weird foods we see at the grocery store that we would never normally buy. Yeah. It's always fun. So we buy stuff weird, like uh, <coughs> examples is like goose pate. Delicious. It was pretty good. Uh, we bought canned octopus. Not bad. Yeah. We bought uh, spotted dick. Which is a pudding dessert in a can. Not very good. Not very good. Uh, we bought uh, Greek Del Monte's. Dolmades. Dolmades. They're like it's like a grape leaf <coughs> stuffed with rice, and then right. and then like these are just soaked. They're kind of good. Yeah, they're soaked in oil though. Yeah, they're in, they're in a tin and they're covered with oil. And we we actually liked the ones we got from the store, and we bought them from a Greek yeah, the restaurant, weird, and the they were tinned ones. filthy. Yeah, the <laughs> ones from the restaurant they were gross. They were like like bits of of. Oh, what's that? They're just like hard pieces, like stems. 
It was right. like bits of stems in your mouth. It was gross. Yeah. So so that was weird. It's like the one occasion where the tin version is way way better. Here, here's another than the good real one. Version. This one's this one's notorious. We bought Limburger cheese. Oh yeah. Now Limburger I highly cheese. I recommend trying it at least once in your life. <laughs> Limburger cheese is like notorious. I don't know how much people know about it, but if you ever watched like the Hour Gang series from like the twenties, like nineteen twenties, they they uh, or thirties or whatever it was. It was a little black and white show with a bunch of kids. They would have Limburger cheese jokes all the time. They did that on like Bugs Bunny and stuff right. too. And Limburger just—it's for some reason notoriously the most you know notorious stinky Stink. cheese, mm-hmm. and it does smell of of you know sort of you know gas or you know just has that sulfurous kind of odor. You know, it smells like somebody farted in a wrapper and then stuck cheese in it. Yeah. It really does. It's pretty bad. It's kind of bad. The flavor is okay. The flavor's not that bad. But that smell will hit your nose every time. It's like you go into the store and you find it, and you can't find it at a whole lot of grocery stores. There's like only one specific one that I know of around here that even has it. Right. And you'll go, and you pick it up, and you have to get your nose right up to it before you can smell it. And it's like, oh, God. Ooh, smell this. Oh, my goodness. Now, that's not, <laughs> what's funny is this is not the grossest thing. No. The grossest thing was we got it at World Market, and it, it looked like it was going to be delicious. It was, it when was you look cake. at it. It's a cake. It's a cake, but it's shaped like a log. A Yule log. Because yeah. apparently a Yule log is like a traditional <laughs> dessert. Right. And it's a yellow cake. Covered in chocolate, and in the very center of it is like some sort of Bavarian cream kind of filling. So sort of like a vanilla pudding. Yeah. In the middle of it. This thing is filthy. It was hideous. <laughs> it was the nastiest thing. The chocolate thing. didn't taste like chocolate. It was like wax. It was There was wax chocolate on top of a dried out sponge cake. But it wasn't even, I mean, it had, the cake had no flavor at all. It was like no. sponge bread. Well, kind of. And the pudding, I guess, I can't even remember what it tasted like because there was so little oh, it was of it. so awful. You thought the pudding was going to go through the whole log it and so it did It looked so pretty. We had like six people <laughs> over and we cut up this log <laughs> I know. We served it to people. That's how naive we were. And I'm like, we this looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all try it. Well, that one we that one we saved. We didn't actually do it on all we our Christmas We tried to do it on Christmas, but we got we too full. We were too full. <laughs> now, what have we bought this year? I can't even remember what we bought. This year, not much. We still have to go grocery shopping. This year, we got like some some goat cheese, cracked pepper puffs. That, <laughs> That's which is not, not weird. weird at all. That's not weird. That we got some delicious. salmon, some smoked salmon with some capers to make a dip, oh, which is also not weird. I know we have to figure out. So we will <laughs> let you know what our weird dish. I still right. want to find a durian. Yeah. It's supposed to be like this hideous, awful... I don't think awful... we can make it to the Asian market. I know they have them down there. I yeah, it's like it. this giant watermelon-sized <laughs> fruit that's supposed to like smell like rotten onions or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think it sounds delightful to try. Okay, but after that, I mean, honestly, after that, we just have like a normal chicken dinner yeah, or something like that. Yeah, we eat a like chicken. That. It's not even that big a deal. But it's no. just the big deal is, is that we pull that away from Christmas morning, so we actually spread that Christmas morning little 30-minute give presents to each other and then get ready to go out to an entire day, and we really enjoy that. You yeah. Know? And and I think just I think it's important to try new things in life, and so that kind yeah. of, you know, here's the end of our year. Right. We really relax and, and just... We bookend it with really tasty things. Yeah, of course. You have really good food. But you've right. got to have something awful to remind you how good the good stuff is, so... Yeah. It's just kind of fun. So that's our recommendation. Right. The other Christmas recommendation I have, just real quick before we go, on presents, 
It's a good idea. And we do this for birthdays and Christmas both. At the beginning of the month, you're cut off. You cannot buy things for yourself. And that way it's easier to buy presents for each other. There you go. It's our tip of the day. All right. Well, that's enough, Nicole. That is probably way more than enough. Everybody's going, oh my God, we don't care what you do at Christmas. That was like nine minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much fun. Think of the memories you can make if you do these kind of things. Start your own traditions. Right. Now, Merry Christmas to everyone listening holidays or whatever just use this time to enjoy your loved ones and show your families and friends that you care about them if you're like us you play board games with them maybe you show it by wrestling with them just be careful of your 90 year old grandparents if you decide to do that <laughs> now as always feel free to email us at talkaboutboardgames at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram or Twitter like our Facebook page or snail mail us at P.O. Box 6943 Lee's Summit, Missouri 64064 now we appreciate the reviews that you've given us on iTunes and we would love to see more of them so please if, you, if you're inclined at all do that for us we'd appreciate it Now, thanks again for spending a portion of your precious holidays listening to us. Now, this is our last podcast of 2015, and it has been a great year for us. The one-year anniversary is coming up next month, and we're going to have to do something special. And I think I have something in the works, but we'll, we'll see if it pans out. Now, however, next episode, just in time for the new Kickstarter, we play the cooperative deck building game Xeno Shift. Thanks again for listening, and have a safe New Year's. Yes, it's a big bad show tonight. We have to edit that out too.